You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's Boomer and Geo on The Fan and the CBS Sports Network. Boomer Size and Greg Giannotti. It's Boomer and Geo on the fans simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are in the free Odyssey app, good Friday morning. Yes, a feel-good Friday. And I'll call it as it is. This might be the toughest Friday to have a feel-good Friday during the year because football is over. It's February in the Northeast. There's not a lot going on in sports, but it's up to us today. It's up to us today to lift the spirits of the audience and turn this into a feel-good Friday. Not every feel-good Friday is the same. You know, that one Memorial Day weekend is probably the top. The one that right before summer vacation in July is, is right up there. That feel-good Friday going into Christmas vacation, that one is up there. And then, of course, for every high, there's a low. And this is the one where you really got to work hard. You really got to work hard to have a feel-good Friday in the middle of February after the Super Bowl. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? Yeah, good morning, Jay. I'm happy. My hockey team won last night. Didn't like the way they played, but they won, so I am happy. It's a feel-good Friday for me. We're going into the stadium series this weekend. You have the Isles um, rugby jersey on, uh, so that's great. Um, I would uh, also say that um, what else is great? Caitlin Clark last night uh, was amazing as a, a female basketball player for University of Iowa, what an amazing basketball player she is. Um, we got a lot of other things to get to. I mean, there's a lot of good things. Going on. Pitchers and catchers. Are, oh, sh- yeah, I know you're all it. up into that. And by the way, I yeah. have to say, mm-hmm. uh, I got a lot of mentions uh, when it came to Frank the Tank yesterday. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, man, I, some people love him to death yep. and other people can't stand him. Well, the people that the only people who can't stand him are the ultra positive Mets fans. Okay, those are the people. And I was I was thinking about this too. Like I don't know if this was the same way, and I I don't think it was. Like many years ago, in like the nineties, and sports talk radio, where if you had a negative opinion about a team, like the fan base hate you now. Like now in sports talk, like the fan base will hate you if you have a negative thought about their team. Where I feel like back decades ago, the fan base would generally be like, okay, this person has an opinion on the team. They don't have to be overly positive all the time. And and sometimes you'd get agreement. Yes, this team stinks. I'm glad that you said that they stink. But I, I notice, especially with the Mets fan, who is super defensive right now, that if me or you or Frank or Sal or anybody who's a Mets fan, Evan, says something negative about this offseason, these positive Met fans come out with the clubs and the pitchforks and the and the fire, 
And they're like, how dare you? You don't know what you're talking about. David Stearns is the smartest man ever. Steve Cohen's the richest man. It's like, chill out, man. Like, why are you so angry? So to your point, the people that hate Frank are the Mets fans that are so positive that don't want him talking negatively about the team that he likes. All right, so you and I, we we kind of talk practically. I hope so. I'd like to think. I try not to get overly uh, emotional about these things. And what I see is I see a team that's rebuilding, which is what every team should do when they feel like they've, they've hit the end of the road where they've spent all this money and they got very little in return for it on the field. Maybe off the field, they did get something back. Maybe they're, uh, you know, they're not the Orioles. I can tell you that. Right. The Orioles are loaded with young stars who are under control for the next three to four years. That's not who the Mets are right now. The Mets are hoping to get to that point. And the question is, is will the fan base be patient or will this GM do something stupid like the previous GMs that we've had? Yeah. I mean, so I look, we all hope for the best. But you have to be realistic. You have to be a realistic fan. And you know, and the thing that bothers me is that yesterday I said, I don't want to be the New York Islanders holding on to John Tavares and then losing him in free agency and not getting anything back for him. Sure. That yeah. that, that and, and that was Alonso, in, and that was yep. in relation to Pete, Pete Alonso. Yep. Yep. Look, I want Pete Alonso to be here long term, just like every other Met does. We all believe he's a fifty home run hitter and he's a hundred and twenty RBI guy. He doesn't hit for for average, but that's analytics says that doesn't seem to matter. But I, I just say this: uh, Yeah, I want them to win. Of course, I want them to win, and of course, I want to be positive. It's you know, hope springs eternal, especially when you know they come back from Florida and they open their season. And who knows? Maybe you do get off to a good start. Who knows? Maybe a couple of guys have career years. You never know. I mean, we worry about I think the starting pitching, but we'll have Edwin Diaz back. You would like to think that the the um, the bullpen is going to be better than it was last year. So all of those things, yeah, are positive. But the reality is, when you talk about the Mets right now, is there anybody? And it doesn't mean that it's right or it's wrong, but is there anybody that you know of that has any sort of baseball acumen? That is claiming that this is a World Series team. No, absolutely not. Now, I do think, and I have said this before, which is funny because everybody thinks I'm, I'm completely hating on them. I do think that they will pleasantly surprise. I don't think they're going to be a 70-win team like Frank said yesterday. I think they'll pleasantly be a surprising team and and have a chance in September to give us some juice. I don't think they'll go to the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to be terrible. Uh, but this offseason was a dud. There's just no two ways around it. And it reminded you of a Wilpons Brody Van Wagen in offseason. And, and I know what David Stearns is doing. He didn't want to lock himself into these big free agent deals. He didn't want to do what Steve Cohen did last year and the year before with Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander. I understand that. And they need to rebuild the farm system and all of these things that we know he's trying to do. But what still remains is the fact that they swung hard for Yamamoto. They didn't get him. And after that... They went bargain basement shopping to fill out the rest of the roster to not be locked into long contracts in the future to build this team. Which, which I understand. I totally get that. But don't try to tell me that the 2024 Mets are going to be any good. No, that's I, that's I, my thing. I, well, I didn't try to tell yeah. you that. But I also tried to say, hey, look, if we're halfway through the season and let's say the team is competitive, they'll make a trade to help the team. If the team is not competitive, See, then they have to sit there and they have to decide – 
whether or not to trade their best player who's in his walk year. See, I disagree about if the team is good that they're going to make those trades because... Those are going to be small trades. They're all right, small trades, trades, yes, but but no, they're not trading any prospects. I no, mean, I'm, not, I'm not saying they are. I'm yeah. just saying, like, you know, there's other, there's other ways to, to move people, and you never know. I mean, like, all I know is that for both teams in this in this city, and I do think the Yankees are all in with the addition of Juan Soto. They are all in. Juan Soto, Juan Soto, Juan Soto, Juan Soto. Exactly, Juan Soto. and they will be making trades at the trade deadline, as they always do. But I think for the Mets and the Met fan, I I wouldn't even use the word cautious, cautiously optimistic. Those two words, I wouldn't use those. What I would use is would be would be hopeful, yeah. hopeful that they get off to a decent start, right? Hopeful that they can play with the Braves. Hopeful that they can play with the Phillies. Hopeful that when you know if they have to, you know, around. I want them around that trade deadline to have to make a decision one way or the other, and I want it to be clear. You know, I don't want any nuanced or any crap surrounding it. I, I mean, I want to be able to say, okay, this is what they should do or this is what they shouldn't do. Yeah, and if they are out of it, uh, will David Stearns have the balls to trade away the most popular player that this franchise has seen in since David Wright? You know why, you know why the, the Islanders didn't do it? Because they thought he was coming back. Yeah, but there's another reason. Because they're playing in, in, uh, in Brooklyn. And the thought process was what we needed a star and we need to get to the playoffs. And if we feel like we're trading away our star before we can make a run at the playoffs, then we're signaling to our fans, don't come to Brooklyn because there's no reason to come. It's the same reason, you know, that I felt the way that I did when they traded Ryan McDonough and JT Miller. Like, you know, I was like, all right, I'm, why am I going to the, why am I going to the garden and why am I paying full, full on prices for, you know, AHL hockey? Yeah. Right. So, so I, I understand why. Scott Malkin and, and John Ledecky did that, but I also understand that, you know, if my recollection is if, if serves me correct, that I do not want to be in that situation where I'm holding on to a guy just because he's popular. When in fact, if I if we're out of it and we can trade him, yeah. and then re-sign him as a free agent like they did with uh, Rodgers Chapman. And the Yankees, then that's what that's what what I would want. Well, to do. see, I, I think if they end up trading him, that that's that's very very unlikely that he comes back. I mean, then I think at that point that, that relationship all, is it comes over. Down to, no, it comes down to money. Yeah, I like, you know, honestly, if, if let, let's just say, let's say he's having a decent year, but the Mets are ten games out of the wild card. Yeah, and we're right at the trade deadline. You go to Pete Alonso, say, Pete, look, you know, we have an op- we have a couple opportunities to trade you. To a team that may actually win a World Series. But, you know, we want you to know that we're only trading you because we think we can help our team moving forward, which we'd like you to be eventually. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, and if I'm Pete Alonso, I'm like, yeah, I'm all in for that. See, wh- where has this ever happened, though, with an everyday player like that? Like a, a reliever is generally what gets traded at the trade deadline, closers, stuff like that. But when has that ever happened when a, a major piece, a face of a franchise is traded away from a franchise at the trade deadline in a walk year and then comes back and signs with them again in the offseason? That would be a first. Well, but that, no. Well, I, I understand it's a reliever in the case of Veraldis Chapman, but it did help the Yankees and they brought him back. And like that, that's the way I would look at it. If, in fact, we were 10 games or so out of a wild card come trade deadline, that, that's the clarity that I want. Like if the team is right there, then you know, of course, I don't want to trade them. I want to, I want to try to add to the team in any way that I possibly can, and hopefully go on and win. We're talking about things that we don't know until we get to July. 
All right, we're not going to know that until we get to July. But all I'm saying is that this is my mindset. This this should be David Stern's mindset. How do I make my team better for the long run? Now he just got here, mm-hmm. so I'm not like I'm not ripping into him. I want him to use it, that baseball acumen and try to figure out how to get this team better. And and what is it going to be? What is it going to take for sustained success? And it may take a couple years of failure before we get there. I mean, look at the Orioles. The Orioles are one of the hot, up-and-coming young teams. And you look at all these young players that they have because they were so miserable and made trades and had high draft picks and the whole thing. And I think that is, you know, the Baltimore model. The Baltimore well, model right, is what we got to be looking at. Y- yeah, I-, I know what you're saying. And they have a new owner now. And obviously things have gone well for them, at least last year. But <clears throat> they were at the rock bottom for... Reasons that the Mets should not be rock bottom. They, well, they my, had a my, miserable owner, yes, who was didn't connect with the fan base, didn't invest in the team properly, was just a total jerk. Which is the opposite of what the Mets are supposed to have in a guy who's a Mets fan. He's the richest owner in baseball. He's going to do whatever he can to win in five years of championship. So that's why it's it's hard to make a comparison to some of these other teams that have had bad ownership. And not as enough uh, as much money as Steve Cohen had, but he also, um, you know, pay, he spent a ton of money last year. He did, and he's still spending it this year just not on players that are on his roster right now. He's, he's using the Sean Marks roster. model, is what he's using. He's using the Sean Marks model, right? <laughs> Paying guys not to play for you. Yep. But it, the difference between the Sean Marks model and the Steve Cohen or David Stern's model is that okay. We're paying people salaries, but we got the top-end prospects in return for those players. So, essentially, that's what he did. But he's still paying you know, a luxury tax salary structure this year. Yes, he is. Major number. Right. Yeah. But the, it's, it's like I always say, what I always tell you, it's not how much you spend, it's how you spend it. Right. And I think that that is why David Stearns is here. That's that reason right there is that he is a guy who was able to build a a winner, not someone who won a championship, but build a winner in a place that didn't have the same resources as the Mets have. And he's going to do the same thing. And then when he can go all in or keep somebody or wherever, he's going to have an owner now that's going to support that. So that, in theory, should be the perfect marriage. It's just that you got to go through the, the, this crap first. Exactly. And, it, and I understand why Frank the Tank... <laughs> It becomes such a lightning rod because he does come with a pessimistic take on things. Yeah, but I mean, we go around and around and around with this. But is it pessimistic or is it realistic? realistic? Yeah, I know. Because as I mentioned before, uh, Kevin Clancy, uh, KFC, those two guys go crazy back and forth with each other with the positive and negative Met stuff. And then Frank's always the one at the end, like, you know, with the championship belt on. Like, I told you, I told you, look at what happened. I mean, last year's the greatest example of that. I mean, and even at the end of the previous year, you know, how do you look at that season? 101 wins. Okay, but they got their asses kicked in the playoffs, and it was embarrassing, and they got swept by the Braves when the division was on the line. Like, <laughs> you know, when I when I look at the Mets, I, and I it, and it, it happens to a lot of teams in football, too. And it does happen in, in like, the Knicks are going through it right now with all their injuries. Mm-hmm. And thank God the break came now. You know, I don't want to see a four-game losing streak turn into a ten-game losing streak, but you know, when I think about the Mets, it, it all came down to injuries, availability of players, and how many guys did get injured and were unable to put together consistent years. You know, it was it was, it was a hodgepodge. You know, Star, Starling Marte is hurt, 
Uh, Scherzer's hurt. Verlander's hurt. I mean, guys hurt all over the place. Edwin Diaz gets hurt in a World Baseball Classic, for God's sake. I mean, you had so many different little things happen to this team last year that they were unable to overcome, whether it be Buck Showalter or the freaking analytics geeks up in, you know, up on the third floor over there at City Field. Yep. I mean, it didn't matter. I mean, injuries happen, and if you don't have players playing up to their best who are not injured, then you're going to have the kind of season they had last year. And that's why we have a bad taste in our mouth. You know, it, it, it goes back to last year, and it goes back to, like, how disappointed we all were. But, we, I, I'm, but I'm telling you, we got disappointed because of injuries killed us last yeah, year. Yeah, but there was also a lot of underachieving. From guys, I mean, you know, it's, they didn't have the yeah, same. Jeff McNeil didn't have the batting title, you know, and and I and I understand that Peter Wanzo is so streaky that you know for three weeks he gets one hit. Yep, and I know that's extreme. I know it's extreme at fans, so just calm down. Uh, but then there's three weeks where he'll have like ten home runs. Yeah. It is funny how literal people take some Holy of the things we Christ, say. Christ, like it's this, unbelievable. <laughs> there's some account that I saw. I actually had to. Like if you mute a conversation because you get so many like uh, responses from it, so you just see cons. I'm like, God, I got to mute this conversation. So I I was talking about Steve Cohen and said, you know, in this off season, you know, with David Stearns, they signed 15 schmucks you never heard of, and the amount of people that took that literally were like. Well, they signed eight guys, and two of them were former Yankees, so I don't know what you're talking about. No, the point being is that they had a very, very quiet offseason, and they didn't bring in any big names like Steve Cohen told you he was going to bring in. So, like, and the defensive nature of this Met fan right now is just crazy. Like, like just, I don't understand. It's like they work for the team. Honestly. Well, it's good to have a passionate fan base, and I think we're passionate too, but I also like to try to be balanced. It doesn't have to be so, like, over-the-top propaganda. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, like, be realistic about it. Yeah, it's like when I watch a Ranger game. Love love the guys doing the game. Love Sam. Love Joe. Think they do a great job. But, you know, how many times are they going to let people get behind the defense in front of the goalie and shoot point blank? There must have been nine of those last night against a crappy Montreal team. But, oh, this guy's great. Oh, that guy's great. Well, he's a great player. He's got four assists. Hey, you know what? You got to play. You got to play goddamn defense if you want to win. Yeah. It's like Wally Zerbiak, you know? What about Wally Zerbiak? Wally never goes in hard and criticizes the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? Never does it. Everybody's great. That's what we're here for. <laughs> we, keep it, we, we try to keep it real. Keep it real. That's right. Reels. Uh, all right. Reels. Sorry. Boomer and Geo on the fan at CBS Sports Network. We'll talk to Jerry coming up in just a couple of minutes. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, Boone Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network on this feel-good Friday. Could it be a feel-good Friday because... President's Day is coming, and most people have a three-day weekend. It's more than a three-day weekend. I know a lot of people have the entire week off next week. At least teacher friends of mine. I know that Sabrina has no school next week. So that is true. If you are someone who is taking off and flying to somewhere warm because you've got winter break, then today is certainly, certainly a feel-good Friday. Didn't they just have winter break? No. Well, at least not. Christmas? Yeah, I know. I the the winter break thing when I was a kid was the greatest thing ever. You get a break. Now it doesn't make any sense. To me. I agree. Why? Why was this? I don't know. And then you get the Easter week too. Yeah, which is another thing that happens. What is this winter break? I, I, I don't know. Does everybody do that across the country? Is it just this northeast? It's just us. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It could be union contracts. You never know. Some well, people so- are working Monday and then going off the rest of the week. That's true. Eddie, just nonstop. <laughs> nonstop needling. That's what he does. Nonstop needling. You've earned it, sir. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. In a big way. 100%. Uh, by the way, I was uh, reading something this morning, and it was uh, very, very disturbing to me. There was there was a hotel around. You remember talking about like hotels and, and staying in places and how the radio station would not be very kind. Yeah, and you got to put you in rooms. with a bunch of skewbots. Sure. Yeah. So there was a, a stretch back. I'm looking now when I when I first started here. For whatever reason, we'd have events or softball games or whatever. Where they started with us, right? It was just started right around there because I was doing a lot of stuff, staying over in the city, not commuting. Where the cheapest hotel, the one that Mark Chernoff would like me to stay in, was this Soho 54 hotel that is around. You know where it is, Eddie, yep. right? Watts Street or something yep. it used to be like a Hampton Inn or something yes. like that. So I was looking back because I have on this Hotel Tonight app, I was like one, two, three, four, five straight stays that I had at this Soho 54 hotel over like a year and a half because it was the cheapest one. Mm-hmm. Someone just got killed in that hotel. Oh, boy. With a with an iron. Yeah. Like a tire iron? No, like a like a iron iron. Like oh, a, an ironing board iron. Yeah. Oh, boy. Beat mm. to death. Crazy. Can't stay yeah. back in that hotel now. Alan, I stayed there. Sandy, remember that? Together? No. I don't think so. I'm surprised no. Al didn't beat you with an iron. <laughs> with the snoring. And the and oh, the I mean, power so who, went out. Yes. But who I who got killed with the iron? It's a it's a woman. It's terrible. Oh. It's terrible. A guy I, I don't know. 
They they have the guy on surveillance video. They're going to get him and they're going to arrest him and they're, he's going to be in jail for the rest of his life. Awful. But I was just like I was chills this morning when I saw that. Yeah, I've been in that hotel a million times. I don't know if you can go back there. I'm not going to go. I can't. And then sucks for them because all every one of these news stories Soho 54 Hotel. Change yeah. your name. You got you got to change the name now. Yeah, you have to. You got to go fifty five or something. <laughs> no, I think you got to go a little bit further away from your original Holiday Inn Express. Yeah, just yeah, have a big chain come in. They still have red roof ins. Make it a red roof in. <laughs> That's where the Schwartzes go. Yeah, right. <laughs> no one died here. Hotel. <laughs> yeah, right. It was. We are no longer the murder hotel. Boy, does, it, does Howard Johnson still exist out there? Remember the Howard? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. I think so remember Howard Johnson. Do they still? Do they still exist? I think there's a couple. I, I yes, think. I think so. Sort of like friendlies. There's only a few friendlies. Yeah, there's left. a few friendlies. A few Howard Johnsons left. I think there are. I think if you hit just Google it, heading down to Florida, I think you'll run into some Howard Johnsons. Remember Cheap Johns? Yeah, remember Cheap Johns? Yeah, Cheap Johns was on Long Island. It was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was a five and ten. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Genovese. Yeah, Genovese guy. Another one, Caldor. Yeah, we had in East Ice. It was Nescot. Nescot. Nescot drugs. I'm not familiar with that one. Was that just like a one? It wasn't a chain. It was I just, don't think it was a chain. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. Bradley's well, was a big one by us. Bradley's. Yeah. yeah. Howard Johnson Wyndham now, but oh, it's still okay. it's Howard Johnson by Wyndham. Oh, okay. So it's still there. Are still out there. Nice restaurants or just hotels? Uh, hotels. I don't. I'm, I don't know if they have restaurants. I or remember not. going to Howard Johnson restaurants. Yeah, yeah breakfast too. Yeah. Yeah. You guys don't remember Wetsons. That was the alternative to McDonald's. Really? Wetsons? Yes, Wetsons. Wetsons. Before Burger King? Yep. Yep. Wetsons. They yep. obviously failed, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Tom in Staten Island. Tommy, what's happening, brother? What's going on? Hey, what's up, Tommy? Hey, Tommy, what's going on, brother? I'm a little upset with you guys. I see you guys every morning. I was complaining about teachers being off. During February break, during their winter break. Well, hold on, hold on. Not enough. Hold on for a second. When you say you guys, this is like, this is Chio's platform. Hold I'm going to let him go with it. Was, it was a combined effort here. Well, By the you, way, don't single Jerry, me out. What was it, me? Combined effort. Was it me? It was combined. It was a little combined. It was a little combined. Okay. No, no, no. It was not combined. What I, you I had comments, work. too. What? You had comments, too. Yeah, but I, listen, you go into a classroom with 35 kids you're going to have PTSD. What are you looking at me in, for? Because you're the one who always tells me about well, guess your guess what? Friends. I was going to be a teacher, and then I bailed on it. Right, exactly. <laughs> for this exact reason. So I don't want to be around the kids. Anyway, go ahead, Tom. I teach special ed algebra to ninth graders in high school. Mm -hmm. I, also, I also coach girls track. I also coach high school football. We need a little bit of a break. You get 10 weeks. Yeah, and you also get, you had the Christmas break, you have the Easter break. I you mean, had the snow day. I mean, hey, yeah. good for you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> listen. He's lazy. I mean, how many days do they actually work a year? He's lazy. I don't know, but they do, and it's a great field to get into specifically when you get the summer off. And it's well, and a it, time out for a second. Not Hold knocking on. what teachers do, it's just like it just seems saying, like an unnecessary I break. Like, I nice. know we have certain amounts of stress because of the hours we work and maybe all of that stuff, but if you have to walk into a New York City public school system and you have got to deal with so many different issues. But they I, chose to. I understand that because they want to try to make it different. Which is I understand great. What the, there is a, there's an altruistic aspect to it, yes. 
but there's also a very high stress aspect. Never, to it. Just like, you know, working for the police or the sanitation right. department or the fire department. Exactly. There's two different conversations here. Mm-hmm. No one's Plus knocking. paid off to get permits. Right. There's no, nobody knocking the, the teaching profession. We're Not just asking why is there a break in February when there's no holiday other than President's Day that you're surrounding it with. I was like, we're off in December and then you're off again for another 10 days when Easter rolls and around. You know why? We got so yeah. many religious holidays around here. That's that, another thing. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if you, if you just said, all right, no more off for religious holidays, no more breaks or any of that stuff, they could probably get out of school by May 1st. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And then have you Would you rather have summer. it that way? May, June, July. Oh, I have four months off. Why not? <laughs> well, if you combine it all together, maybe better. <laughs> Uh, all right, Jerry, what do you got That's over there, man? Brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh, human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. And we're also brought to you by Jackpocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone. Uh, you guys open with the baseball. Francisco Lindor did talk yesterday. Here he was with expectations and hopes for what coming into 2024. I want to win. And it's, it's, it goes back to what happens every single year. Whether the house was on top or in the bottom. We got to go out there and put it together and win. And then he would go into, you know, the expectations. Or I think Bruce Beck asked the question. I think it was Bruce that asked the question about, you know, the expectations for this team from the fan base, not great. But then he also went into the fact, well, you know, the Diamondbacks probably didn't think they were going to have a big season, but they believed inside their locker room and they have to have the same belief. Meantime, if you go to Tampa, uh, this is interesting. So Brian Cashman did speak, and usually I wouldn't play him, yep. but these kind of go hand in hand. Uh, first, Marcus Stroman arrived. Remember they had the little uh, beef, beef yes, if you yeah. will? Yep. Yeah. I know for a fact it was Bruce that did ask the question about how he's getting along with Cashman, with their little misunderstanding that they might have had. And this was um, this was Stroman's answer. Cashman's the man. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, what an incredible human being. Someone who's very personable. He's bopping around, saying what's up every day. I, I feel like he handles his role very different than most people in his position. The best ever. Yeah, Brian Cashman sucks. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens mid-season, what he's saying. So now there's Fighting Bri- with the fans, trashing the organization, calling everybody a racist. Just his playbook. That's what okay. he does. Well, I was, I was going more on the way of him bopping around and giving this image of a, a hip and cool Brian Cashman. Kind well, of like me around here. Yeah, I would. I bop around here. You're hip and cool. That's right. I don't bop like Stephen Waldron bops, but I do bop around here. (laughs) No one bops like that guy. Okay. The big bopper didn't bop like that. (laughs) So Brian Cashman goes on with the John Boy yesterday. He was asked how he deals with, you know, when you um, are talking to other GMs, is it really now more text messaging? Are they phone calls? And Cashman says, no, no, it's text messaging. And this is how he kind of deals with it. Remember, hip and cool and bopping around. I'm a big gift guy. Okay. um, I'll definitely send uh, like a puking gift back, <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that, or or a you know a cow taking a, a you know what in the pasture. So I guess if he gets a trade, what did the cow do in the pasture? He like he sends back a gif or a gif of a cow pooping in the pasture. Oh, I've seen that oh, one. Yeah, okay. I've seen, you know that one. Oh, the elephant one's a good one. Oh yeah, see the elephant. You've one, seen yeah. the elephant one. Yeah. Seen the rhino one. Yeah, the rats with the rhino. The rhino is not an elephant. It's a and rhino. Those guys. Oof. Yeah. That yeah. must be something. How many to times do you think they poop a day? I mean, five, six would be a guess. Five or six? They're, they're gigantic. They eat I, a lot, I, man. I know that, but five or six or was is a it lot. a hippo? I think it was a rhino, but maybe, maybe it wasn't. No, I was a rhino. Okay. Rhino pooping. <laughs> 
Rob Manfred with reporters on Thursday had this to say. Look, I'm 65, okay? I just started a five-year term. That Do that math, right? That makes me 70 years old. You can only have so much fun um, in one lifetime. So he's retiring in January 2029 when this contract is up. And in a related story, Al, this morning. I'm retiring on uh, Memorial Day Friday after the Memorial Day weekend show. Of 2029. So right after Rob Manfred goes, Al goes. Oh, man. The sports world will be rocked. (laughs) I don't think I could do this without Rob Manfred. (laughs) (laughs) So there there you have it. And and Eddie said... He's been pretty good to us, though. Come on. Eddie said uh, Friday of Memorial Day weekend 2026. That's right. Yes. He broke that to us in Vegas as well. Oh, is that true? Yeah. I guess you had left already and we were... Yeah, it was Friday night, actually. Friday night we had... We got that news okay. ready. Well, there yeah. you go. A couple more years to go. Um, Rutgers beat Northwestern last night. And those wealth partners must be doing well. <laughs> sure on wealth partners? Surehaven wealth sure partners. Haven, yeah. yeah. It must be doing well, huh? I'm sure they are. All that cash that you have, you're sitting on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he's like, Eddie, though, I feel like minimalistically can live. Mm-hmm. You know, like he'll build himself a longhouse. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> And a fire <laughs> to cook squirrel. <laughs> Yuck. Like, he won't. He doesn't need a lot. I do not. <laughs> a cook squirrel. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Women's college basketball. Oh, yeah. We had this happen last night. Here comes Clark. How will she go for history? There it is! Look at where she shoots from. 40 feet. The in women's college basketball. Courtesy of Peacock, that was uh, Caitlin Clark. The record, she also had an Iowa record with 49 points in this game as uh, Iowa does beat Michigan 106-89. to uh, She now has 3,569 points as she passes Kelsey Plum for the women's all-time record. Here she was on shooting from so far out for the record. Well, I thought about doing it a couple possessions earlier, but I was a little tired, so I needed to catch my breath a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think I kind of stepped back to my left a little bit and was able to get it off. Yeah, she you, know, sure it's amazing. you know what's amazing? She makes more money, probably at least five to ten times more money than they do in the WNBA. No, she's, well, that's why she stayed for another yes. year. Yeah, she's, she's making, making so much money, it's ridiculous. Yep, well, good is. for her, though. I oh, mean, absolutely. she is. Yeah, she deserves she's, it. She deserves it. She's owning it and earning it. No question. Uh, the Rangers are going on one of those runs again. Five straight wins into last night. Make it six straight. Rangers without Blake Wheeler. If you join this lady, was injured in the first period. A right leg injury. Zabanajan with Kreider. Crider on the storm. Crider on the storm. Rangers win 7-4 as he scored the three goals. His first one started like a four-goal barrage in the second period. Rangers beat the Canadians. But you heard in the beginning of that clip, uh, Sam Rosen on MSG talking about Blake Wheeler and the injury. Here is Peter Laviolette. Uh, it was tough for Blake. So, um, Getting an update there? Uh, lower body right now. Did you, are you fearing something serious? Uh, we'll evaluate it and um, address it tomorrow. With the win, the Rangers 35. Kind of looked like an ankle to me, and I would imagine LTIR for him. Trade deadline coming up. Huge game versus the Islanders on Sunday. This Gio's got his... Uh, Rugby shirt on. I think this jersey's tremendous, man. I do, too. I actually think, I agree, it looks like a rugby jersey. Yeah. But it looks 
Look at this I don't patch. Kind of used to it. It looks neat. That sweet patch here and the Islander logo yeah. here. Yeah. I like aisles across the front. Yeah, man. Actually, it's pretty cool. Let's go. And then you know Chico rushes into these games. So when you turn the puck over, he does react as the Devils lost. Reverses field. Dubois with it. Dubois spun around by Lazar. Or check that no sec. It'd be hard for Lazar to come out of the nope. box. Puck loose in front. <laughs> and they score. And it's Byfield who doesn't miss it this time. You knew something was up when you heard that right in the middle. Oh, yeah. That was the go-ahead goal as the Kings beat the Devils 2-1. It was Quinton Byfield that scored the go-ahead goal in the third. And just real quick, the Seahawks are keeping Geno Smith. They informed him of that, that his contract fully guarantees for this year of over $12 million. And the Bears release safety Eddie Jackson. All right, thanks, Jerry. It is Boomer and Geo coming to you live. The Bill Ford Tough Studio. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hi, Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. I'm wearing the Stadium Series jersey for the Islanders today, and a lot of people had big opinions on this. And uh, I know you call it the rugby jersey, and a lot of people didn't like it because it's too simple, maybe just the colors, and here it looks like Edmonton Oilers, just says Isles on it. I, I didn't like it when I saw it on TV. I do like it in person a lot better. But speaking of jerseys that people hate, apparently... Major League Baseball players, ever since showing up to camps, hate these new Fanatics jerseys. Most of them seem to hate the new Fanatics jerseys. Now, remember when this was a thing, when they announced that they would be switching to Fanatics, people had this reaction to it that it's going to be cheap looking. It's not going to be of the high standard that the Major League Baseball jerseys used to be. 
And uh, some of the things that they say are cheap-looking material. Yep. Inconsistent colors. Yep. Bad stitching. Yep. Poor fit. Yep. And bad lettering placement. So where did they come from? Did they come from Vietnam? China, China Mexico? Where'd they come from? Uh, I, I don't know where they came from. Some cheap-ass way of doing things. Man. I will See, say. You know, I, there's nothing worse than that, honestly. The half-assery. Half-assery. Yes, I'm telling you, like loose ends, half-assery, crap like this. I don't, I'd be complaining, too, if I were a player. So you don't like the design of this, but I'm just making fun of but, it because but look, so this is not this is like a no. It's a real it's, it's a, a real jersey, real jersey with yeah. like it feels like a real jersey, real <laughs> stitching and everything. Listen, Ledecky's not sending you right a, a a replica jersey. It's a real deal. It's a real deal, and, and plus it's, it's going to be freezing on Sunday, so you know sure. the boys got to stay warm. Yeah, damn right. Uh, by the way, uh, Stephen Waldrick, can you? Uh, you I'm not going to talk to him. Now. I'm not going to talk to him. I just want. Can you guys run that uh, Mets spring training B-roll that you had and look at the back of Carlos Mendoza's jersey? It looks like he bought it at Sports Authority. Like that's the lettering on the back is tiny. See, look at this. See? See the tiny lettering on the back? Yeah. It doesn't look right. It doesn't look right. You want the lettering to be what? 3 inches as opposed to 2 inches? I want it to look like it always looks when I never thought about it ever before in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like I never thought about the size of the lettering. Right. Until now, when I saw that, it looked like they, it looks fake. You know? And then they got David Stern's pecs there. It looks like he's been bench pressing. Yeah, <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> bench pressing. He's showing off that quarter zip there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, there you go. Half-assery for Major League Baseball with two okay. jerseys. Well, yeah. that's, you know, you got to put that on uh, Major League Baseball's front offices. Yeah. It's just taking the dough, right? I, I don't know. You know, it obviously it is because they're, you know, there's a licensing fee that they have to pay in order yeah. to to make the jerseys yeah that was the thing about like when i ran the high school all-star football game yeah no half-assery there half-assery with this stuff hell no the fellas are gonna look good man damn right and they're gonna feel good yeah feel like, good. like you feel good this morning because you have a real jersey on i do it's a look good feel good thing man absolutely i love it and it's just uh it it makes me feel like i'm part of the team did you uh did you have like your high school coach was he like all about uniformity and everybody's got to look the same? Yeah, except for the like the stickers on the helmet when you got, you know, you like for most tackles or whatever. That's the only thing that wasn't uniform. Yeah, it's like Buckeyes like this. Yeah. And what they do in Michigan and all that. Yeah. Right, exactly. So that 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 would be the only the only difference, but yeah, of course. I mean, you got to got to look like a team. You can't be yeah. running around looking stupid. I'll never forget the time my dad bought me um white Puma cleats. Mm. He put red laces in them. Oh, wow. And then he took the Puma swoosh and he took a red marker and he filled it in with red. So I had white with red and it was, they were beautiful. And who would have thought many years later you'd be on the Puma plane? Exactly. How about that? Yeah, but, but the amazing, amazing. yeah, but, yeah, but my, my first foray into the Pumas were the Clydes. Yeah, of course. Which most people, yes. I think. Yeah. So anyway, I remember going out to baseball practice, and of course, Sal Champy was my baseball coach, and if he's watching right now, he knows exactly what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. What is this, some kind of carnival? <laughs> what are you, a clown? <laughs> you a clown? You're a carnival? You're a carnival clown? Because right, well, I had different shoes. I had, yeah. like, uh, I, and I hadn't, so I had to convince everybody else to do the same shoe that I had. Oh, okay. And I'm sure they were happy to do that. Because oh, it looked yeah, cool. they loved them. They were yeah. cool. It looked cool. But I remember he's like, you're a clown. What is this, some kind of carnival? <laughs> some kind of carnival? I mean, that, that was the, his, his hard-assery. You of know of course. Especially back then, man. Take no crap. And uh, I, that's, I learned that way back when. 
Steve in Garden City. What's going on, Steve? Yeah, how you doing, guys? I just wanted to check in and say that the uh, the winter break started in the 70s due to the uh, energy crisis. They shut schools for a week or two during that time. And then, of course, once you give something, it's very difficult. Yeah, very, very difficult to take it back. That's right. I mean, you know, most of these schools, are, aren't they all solar-powered now anyway? <laughs> and, I mean, wasn't that supposed to save us money? Yeah, it's hard to put the toothpaste back in the tube, yeah. as they say. Oh, yeah, right, Steve? Steve? You can't take it back. Yeah, Steve in Garden City giving us a little history lesson there in the winter break. All right, well, there you go. There's What's your, your take on the winter break? What's my take on the winter break? Um, superfluous? Necessary? Somewhere in between? Uh, I'm, I'm like in between. Does, I, I liked it when I was in school. Yeah. That's that's what I remember. Yeah, I, I don't know if my buddy... But the problem a- is, like, we were in basketball, so, like, we really didn't get a chance to go anywhere. Right. Yep, that's right, if you're playing sports. Um, I don't know if my buddy who's a teacher is, is listening to this, but he did. I talked to him yesterday, called me about noon, and I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? You know, he's supposed to be teaching. And he's like, well, we're going away next week down to Florida, and I, I took a half day so I can pack. I'm like, wow. Uh, Greg <laughs> in New York, what's happening? Wow. <laughs> Greg! Hello? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, can't, I can't believe this is I got on the fan for it. So I do have a bone to pick with Boomer, but... You guys oh. are talking about elephants, rhinos going to the bathroom. Yeah. Me and the wife got back from the safari. It is nonstop. Gio, I think you said five to six. Go with like 20. 20 and the elephant dumps a day. Wow. I'm telling you, it was unbelievable. It was everywhere. <laughs> unbelievable. All right, do you want to pick now, this boom, barn I or not? I'm to pick with you. Oh, uh, what is what? it? Go ahead. No, nothing bad. Listen, I called back in 2021. I'm a cop in New York, a canine cop. You had a dog on the show. Haven't heard of a dog in the show since. You talked about how great it was. You saw a look in his eyes, all this stuff. Where's the dog? Well, okay. We actually have some news on that, believe it or not. There's there's a reason why, and I will tell you quickly on the other side, but there there will be a a, a repeat of that happening coming up soon. Okay. And I will explain that next, and also <laughs> we'll talk more about uh, Kansas City as we got some more details on that. It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Cody alive for the Built Ford Tough Studio on this Feel Good Friday in February. And all you teachers out there have an amazing winter break. Go down to Disney World and get price gouged with the flights and the hotels and everything else. All right, a couple of things. So a canine cop called up and said, hey, you guys had a dog in back in 2021 and we had discussions back. I don't know why he said bone to pick with Boomer. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but you had discussions about having like a uh, a newsroom dog, like a WFAN newsroom dog. He goes, whatever happened to that? How come you don't have this dog? Because he's a canine cop, obviously. It means a lot to him. So the first part of this story is, one, at the time, Mark Chernoff was our program director. He hates dogs. Not a dog guy. Right. Totally. Told us, don't bring the dog in. We all disobeyed that order. And Eddie brought his dog in anyway because Boomer wanted the dog in and Eddie wanted to cheer Boomer up. There was a bad Ranger loss the night before we had talked about this. And Cooper came in, one of Eddie's dogs. Made my day. And it made all of our day. I mean, yes. it really just lifted our spirits. No. Was, no, no, no. No. No, no. Get this mutt out of my no. newsroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, look, it's peeing on no. Paul Arzuman. No. 
<laughs> now look, man. So anyway, okay. um, so that so then Eddie got like a write up uh, for this. It's like it's some somewhere some in a, like a drawer or something is like a Eddie Scazzeri one strike for bringing the dog in. Should have been all of us, quite frankly, because this was a team thing, and we all were like, screw it, bring the dog in. We want to see the dog. All right, so that's why that whole thing ended. But we do now have, for just a little bit of time, Lame Duckskin, our program director here, yeah. Spike Eskin, who's going to be uh, going scurrying back to Philadelphia to his warm little bed. And he is a big dog guy, right? Yep. And Farmer's Dog, which is a tremendous sponsor of the radio station and this show, said, hey, it would be great to have your dogs in. You know, me and Al. I'm, so basically, we're buying our way in. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. a little Can bit Cooper come in also or no? What's that? Can Cooper come in also? Sure. Why not? I mean, let's I, have a dog day. Yeah, I think we're going to have... Now, I don't know if it's all going to be the same day. I mean, Elvis really likes to play with other dogs. He is non-aggressive, but he loves to play with other dogs. So I'm, a, and he's a puppy. So I'm like, and he's got like big long. Oh, Cooper would be all in. All right, so they'll play. I right, what about Whimsy? Is like Whimsy a loner like its owner? <laughs> she, she is an. Uh, she is a loner. She'll get involved a little bit, but then like me, she's like, I've had, had enough. I've had enough ago. of this. Yeah, oh, she's a little bit older too. Yeah, but she likes other. She does like she other had a, dogs. She had a tough younger life. Uh, yeah, who knows? I they, mean, you, you rescued her, right? She was a racing dog, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Greyhound racing, yeah. Yeah, So, uh, but Elvis is still like got that puppy energy, loves to play with dogs. Like, he will not, he'll, he'll go all day long. Like, if he, like, gallops like a horse and gets all excited. Okay. So, someone's going to have to pay attention to him because he, he <laughs> may, like, he, he <laughs> Billy yeah. Jock alone is in danger like, with Elvis. Like, okay. he can bowl Billy right over in his uh, exuberance. So anyway, so there's a little update on that. We're excited. Well, I know the big boss is also not a, a dog person. Tim Olive is a love. Yeah, he's not a he's not a dog person, but this is but he is a cash person. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean and the farmer's dog's been tremendous with us, so right, it's it's right. something I think would would work out. But someone's gonna have to be assigned to this is what I told Lame Duckskin. I was like, Lame Someone has to be assigned to this thing. I don't know if it's you, if you're going to even be here or not. You're working remotely until April. I don't know what your deal is. But someone has to be assigned to Elvis, you know? And it, I think uh, Jess Clark is the person who will be assigned to the dogs. To, All right. Yeah, to make sure that everything is okay. Uh, so there's that. All right. Second thing, while we were waiting to come back from a commercial break here on WFAN, we were watching CBS Sports Network. Uh, Stephen Waldron, are you there today? It is a Friday. Stephen, good morning. Good morning. All right. Do you see what commercials play on CBS Sports Network in your control room, or is that just like you don't have any access to that? We do. We have a monitor. Okay, you have a monitor. Okay. So I saw a brand new sponsor on there. This this is the first time I've seen this. First time you've seen this, Boomer? <clears throat> yes, and I consider this targeting our audience. Yeah, so it was for a a, uh, a boxer brief company called Shinesty. Did you see that, Stephen? No, I'm not always looking at that monitor. Okay. So, Shinesty makes underwear that has ball hammocks. So, it is specifically to cradle your balls in a certain way that is comfortable for you. And this is what was playing during the break. So for all the times <laughs> that we've gotten on us or people don't like some of the things and we push the limits with things we talk about, I think it actually helped CBS Sports Network because it got a new sponsor 
for the network, the ball hammock shinesty boxers, Boomer. And you're looking at it right now. Yeah, they also sell women's underwear as well. Oh, okay. I'm not really sure. Are they cradling? <laughs> I'm not sure. It depends. I don't know <laughs> what that story is, but Ruby yeah. The- <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, this is... <laughs> This is, this is unbelievable. It, it seems like it would be uncomfortable for me. <laughs> you think it'll be uncomfortable? It says comfort. Experience I, all I don't day know. comfort. I don't know. I can't see myself. like It says all day comfort, all night long. Yeah, well. Well, <laughs> I mean. And they have different logos for your junk. Like they have like an elephant trunk one and they got a corn cob and all I these mean, other things. I mean, it's a good job by CBS Sports Network sales selling our show to a target audience. Is that, does Tony Toronto do that too? I don't know. I don't think Tony is he does too, that. Is he I'm too not a, sure. He's above that stuff. Look, there's a seven. Maybe I can get that one. <laughs> yeah, look at that. It's a lucky seven. It's like a slot machine one. We're, we're heading into overtime. Quick, get the ball hammock company on the line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that one. You could have a little bow tie. You see that? Yes. A little bow tie. Right. Well, Shiny Steve, you're listening. Send us some of this stuff. We'd like some bowl hammock boxers and try to you test them cooling, out. You got cooling ones as we head into the summer. Yeah, and uh, the rest of us, you know, we'll have like normal bowl hammock ones. If you have the extra large ball hammock for boomer send that one uh, you know, cooling boxers how does that work cooling I, don't, boxers. I don't know it's just they say that they're cooling i mean good for right the there. summer if it actually works right the money tree the big blue mm. keep your balls cool <laughs> <laughs> all right very good what all do you right. think about that steven the ball hammock boxers do you like them and something you would try i try them out yeah 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 oh, that's right it compliments our Jardians commercial suit <laughs> That's right. That is true. If you've got a taint infection, go get the cooling shinesty exactly. boxers. Yes, exactly. It works. Put Keep your balls cool. Put a little ice on that taint infection. Uh, <laughs> very good, Stephen. Thank you. As he's bopping around in that control room now, going back and forth, just yes. hitting people like a pin. Cash with an eye. Like, like a pinball. <laughs> pinball. Uh, all right, Boomer and Geo on the fan at CBS Sports Network. John, Staten Island. What's going on, John? Good morning. Good morning, guys. How you doing? All right, Johnny, what's happening? I woke up this morning. I have a new hero. I watched some of the highlights of Caitlin Clark last night. Yeah. Did you see some of the jumpers this girl hit? Yes. Well, I mean, the one to break the record was amazing, and she's been doing this for years now. Yeah. Yeah, not not even spot-up jumpers. She was shooting jumpers 35 footers off the dribble behind behind picks. Steph Curry. Steph Curry. It's like Steph Curry does. Just like Steph Curry. Exactly yes. My point. Exactly. So I just wanted to comment on that. And by the way, I think she's making about $5 million a year, if not more. I just saw her in a commercial yes. for something, and I wish I remember what it was, but she was just in a national commercial campaign. But the thing about it is, you know, um, they sell out their home games because of her specifically. Now, I think they've had a pretty good, you know, run there. I mean, like, that, they haven't won national championships, but I think that they're... Their women's basketball program is like right up there with their men's in terms of uh, average attendance. Yeah, I mean, as, as it should be. I mean, she's the the biggest draw in women's college basketball, hands down. Yeah. Brian and West Isle. Brian, what's happening? Hold on, Brian. There you are. Hi, how, how are you? Good, Brian. Oh, what's I up? Got, yeah. I got to tell you, I'm a monthly su- subscriber for these underwear. The Shinesty Bowl they Hammock underwear? They are fin- phenomenal. Huh. I'm in construction, and they they keep my chafing off. They are so comfy. I uh, no chafing, no chafing while constructing. 
Well, you know, you're sweat. I'm not sitting in the studio like you, Booms. Yeah. Wh <laughs> what about the... So you get the cooling ones or the ball hammock ones? The ball hammock ones. Okay. And they, they, they uh, get the chafing out, too. All right? It's good to know. Oh. They're fantastic. I really recommend you guys trying them. Now, Brian, let me just tell you something. Sitting here in this studio, we do chafe, too. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you realize just how hard it is to sit on our ass for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look I at know, that. I'm just, I'm just busting. That's all right. We got you, brother. Don't worry about it. I mean, so he's a subscriber. So, like, he'll, he'll get X amount of boxers a month or something? I mean, like you get do subscribing? That's what he said. He said he's a monthly subscriber to this thing. Look at this thing. What is that thing? That's an elephant trunk. That's <laughs> it is. See? <laughs> yeah, it's an elephant trunk on the junk. Yeah, well, think about that though. Like, all right, all right. <laughs> you better be packing if you put that on. You know, understand what I'm saying? Yeah, but I understand why Brian's using them. No, I understand why Brian's using them. I'm saying you better be packing if you got the elephant trunk one. Like, like let's say. Oh, I see. Yes. Like, let's say for the first time you're having relations with. Are you coming out with one of these things on? Are you really? You probably not. I mean, no, I don't think so. I think you would have to know. I mean, but if you did, I mean, if you had an elephant trunk on your undies and you took your your, your clothes off in front of this woman for the first time, it is a niblet under there. Yeah, I mean, forget it. <laughs> It'd be the worst. I, I mean, you talking about false advertising, <laughs> bait and switch, fake news, fake news, sad yes. niblet spot, Matt in Connecticut. What's going on, Matt? Hey, guys, I'm listening on the Rewind here, but I hear you talking about Shinesty. Uh, I've been a long-time customer for their their Christmas suits. Been shopping there for about 10 years now. Really? Their Christmas, Christmas suits? suits? Maybe. Yeah, they make these very nice uh, patterns. Very. Uh, oh, they do have, they have, they do. They have blazers. They have pajamas. It's not just underwear. Wow. Well, where are they? <laughs> you know what? There's a, there's a fight to the death there. right now in the Bangladesh coal center of... <laughs> Who's going to get Shinesty? You know that that's happening. Wow, they, got, yeah. they got ski suits. Damn. They've also. Oh. Oh, yeah. Look at that. There's okay. They've got a partnership with the NFL. They do? Get out of here. How did I not know about some, these, uh, they, these folks? There. Well, thanks, man. I'm going to check this out. How did I not know about Shinesty? I mean, why are we just learning about them now? I, this is the first time I saw the commercial on CBS Sports Network, so that obviously worked. You guys ever hear of this company? Eddie Al? I have not. Right no, now? nothing. Yeah. And all these people, I was wondering where they all heard about it before these ads started running on TV. Oh, see, their suits have, like, the American flag inside as the inside. See that? Oh, nice. Yeah, look at that. You got couples matching stuff here, too. Oh, you do? I found a great one under the new uh, new arrivals. This would be great for Boomer. It's the, looks like the Cincinnati Bengals tiger stripes and a big tiger head where your schween is. <laughs> Here's here's one uh, a couple suits for St. Patty's Day. Uh, they, I could see you know it's not bad. Yeah, no, it's no, it's it's not bad. I mean, if you're if you're going, it's like a theme thing. Yes, it works. You can't just be showing up to a job interview look like that. But I mean, it works. Man, they got it ball, and you know what? They have ball hammock. Actually, they trademarked it. They, they got did. the little trademark R next to ball hammock. These guys have really figured it out. Okay, they got fight. What is a what is a? They got flight suits. What is a flight suit? Those are oh, <laughs> you see what a flight suit is now? 
It looks like your evil Knievel, what evil Knievel would wear. Yeah, is okay. basically what it so is. So these are so yeah, I mean so they have that's pretty smart advertising, yeah. I guess. So Shinesty, if you're listening out there, send us some ball hammock boxers, maybe a flight suit. And send by it the away. way, by the way, it was a good buy on CBS Sports Network. Obviously. Yeah. I mean that commercial just popped right off the screen. Because they put two eggs into the ball hammock. Oh, I thought they were ping pong balls. I, they might have done both. Either either one. I thought it was eggs. Really? They stuck two hard-boiled eggs into the ball hammock. That's what I thought I saw. Your ball size of an egg? <laughs> Mine is not. No, but I think... <laughs> no, that, that they, was the boomer size with the yeah, egg. Oh, stop. <laughs> I mean, I think... Stop. I think they were exaggerating, showing you how large they could handle as far as a ball sack would go. Right. You know? Yes. Dave and Lindbrook. What's going on, Dave? Hey, what's up? Um... Big fan. Listen every day. Listen, guys. Best thing about this underwear, my wife brings me to Disney once a year with the kids. She's a Disney nut. There is nothing better to wear walking around those parks than this ball hammock underwear. Wow. The, fir- the first year I went to Disney with her, wore regular boxers. My week was ruined. I couldn't walk. I, I looked like it was terrible. I'm telling you, every year since I've worn them, phenomenal. You can't beat them. There you go. Look at this. I mean, these are real I mean, life these, testimonials. These, these are real life testimonials. And by the way, yeah, I mean, you know, I played sports, sports, yeah, lots of sports. Yep, I ride my bike. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, walk around a lot. Sure, active man. I don't. I don't have nearly the amount of chafing that seems like that. There's there's a lot of chafing out there. Yeah. So when I was larger, and when I would walk, the inner part of my fat thighs would rub together. That was a problem. How would they be like smashing your balls together? Yeah, a little bit. It would. It wasn't good. So when I was like two hundred and fifty pounds, that would happen, and I would. I'd get like gold bond. I have to get gold bond and oh, slap it in there. That stuff stings. Yeah, but it would work. Like it would be like a temporary pain for a major game from that. You know, slap a little gold bond on there. But it's. But ever since I've lost weight, that the thighs don't rub together as much. But I still, I mean, this so sounds comfortable. these guys seem maybe they're a little bit heavier. I was going to ask them, but then I didn't want to offend them. You know what I'm saying? I was going to ask yeah. you a larger dude. Is that why you're chafing? Because generally that's what happens. Like Al, there's no way Al can chafe with his breast. Al, you don't leg. chafe. I, your legs are like six inches apart. Yeah, I do not chafe at all. <laughs> <laughs> like a legit like pretzel rod legs that yes. will never touch one another. Ever. So No it's, contact. No contact at all. So it's got to be bigger dudes, you know, with the fat in her thigh, because that's what I had. Yeah, if you have big legs, like if you have Saquon Barkley legs, he would be actually the perfect guy to probably endorse these, right? Yeah, but he's that's a different type. That's like a muscular yeah, leg. Yeah, but still, that's still a muscular leg. He's got huge thighs. Yeah, that are just rubbing. The probably friction. Probably like, like Chris Kreider could probably. The friction. Could probably do these. You ever see Chris Kreider jump out of a pool? I've not seen that. I've seen guys do that. I saw JPP do that. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen Chris Kreider do that. It's called power. By the way, speaking of advertisements for a second, you know what popped up on my Instagram feed was us talking to Gary V about wine text. So they took that discussion that we had and made a commercial out of it. Are they allowed to do that? No, Joe Rogan complains about this a lot, too. They, 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 these companies, they just make commercials out of content on people's shows yeah oh really so is my voice in that commercial voice and face yeah, same you, here he'll be getting a cease and desist letter <laughs> name image like cha-ching baby 
Like at first, Love you, was, Gary, but man, that's that, that. See, that's why he ended up trying to get us to talk about it. Well, right, of course. Which, I, but he's. I just thought he was promoting his stuff on the radio and TV, like he normally. I didn't think he was going to clip that, and turn into a commercial. And at first, I was like, "Oh, that's cool. He's using us as a commercial." And I'm like, "Wait a second, hold on, hold on here." Oh, man. that's why he's so successful. Yeah, because he's just ripping off people's stuff and spewing it out there for free. <laughs> Uh, all right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and oh, CBS Sports Network. Come on. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. CBS Sports Network. We really do like Gary V a lot. Gary Vaynerchuk, who is an entrepreneur and a big Jets fan. He was a great guest. And I said I really liked his wine text idea. And we talked about it when he was a guest out in Vegas. And then he, he took CBS Sports Network video of us talking to him about it and then made a commercial and put it up on different social media platforms. And I showed it to, to Boomer in the break. So, I mean... Like I said, I'm not I'm not mad at Gary Vee. I'm just wondering, is he allowed to do that? You know what I'm saying? I it, I kind of feel like he has us endorsing what he is telling us. Pay me, bitch. That's right. <laughs> hey, uh, Stephen Walter, did you get a request from the Gary Vee people to use CBS Sports Network video? No, I did not get anything for that. Did anybody over there? I get requests all the time, and I have to, I have to run it up the ladder depending on what they want to use it for, but I've gotten nothing for that. Now, let's say in a situation like this where they say, hey, we want to use this for a winetext.com commercial, what would you say to that? No. Okay. So All somebody, right, so even if it got to somebody above you, they'd probably say no? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've dealt with them enough times to know that what that answer would be. All right, so now that we're alerting you that it's out there, now what do you do? I'll let the people know that I, I usually ask. Let the people know. Let the people know. You're going to get the lawyers involved? That's them. Yeah. Wow. Well, get me Gary V on the phone. We'd really like to talk to him about this. <laughs> what, what, what was the What was the context that it was on your Instagram? So it's a, it's a commercial that showed up on on Instagram. So look yeah. here, I'll show it. I follow you on Instagram. You're always talking about this wine situation that the you wine have. Text? Yeah. Now I haven't gotten involved with this, but why you know, not? That's unfortunate. I'm too busy. You're too busy to get a text on an eighty dollars wine that we sell for twenty bucks, and you can. Just so now he's talking about it, and then there's a shop now button on there, and it says sponsored, and there's all sorts of everyone's enjoying winetext.com, and it's your video. 
Yeah, no, it's hundred percent. It's also got the NFL helmets in there. Wouldn't that be a problem too? That's another trademark. So is this all available through you or not? Oh, it's Boomer's voice and face. Interesting. Pay me, bitch. He's going to have to cut in Boomer and Geo on winetext.com. That's what I think. About CBS. Let's see how happy Gary is this morning. And and Steven. And Steven, too, yeah. There you go. Uh, why not? Uh, okay, Jerry, why don't we uh, get to some sports here? What do you brought think? Brought to you by the Farmer's Dog, fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. And brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Uh, will people be beating the Mets this year? A lot of people think so. Francisco Lindor sees that things are different around the team, and that's okay. We have changed people along the way, but I guess that's part of... Um, um, the process, you know. Uh, so I, I, I'm full on board. I, I respect what they're doing, and hopefully it works in the Mets' favor. Here is Carlos Mendoza, now Lindor's manager, one of the best players in the game, obviously, uh, and happy to have him here and healthy and, and ready to go. As things are kicking into gear down in Florida. Meantime in Tampa, Marcus Stroman with a little bit of news yesterday as he looked at the calendar. I know I'm probably going to be slated third in the rotation and that would line me up for the home opener against the Toronto Blue Jays. So I, I just love moments like that and I feel like I'm the one to pick, be in big moments like that and I can't wait to, to feel the energy of the crowd. How about that? So he's uh, announcing himself as the home opener. Well, starter. he said the way it looks like it's going to lining starter. It's not surprising. Uh, okay, yeah, I, I suppose not. Now, here was Garrett Cole. He had a huge 2023 individually. Does he set goals for 2024 now? I'm not sure I have any other goals other than just to to do my job and win the World Series. I mean, I tried to keep it simple in that regard. The one thing that he is missing, to his credit. Meantime, we go from Florida to Scottsdale, a lot of buzz around the Dodgers, as we know, as they made a million moves in the offseason. Spent a billion dollars. They were the offseason. They were the offseason. That's no other right. story. It they was, were the offseason. It was the Dodger season. Joe Kelly and his wife are enjoying their new car, a Porsche that uh, Shohei Otani gave him in exchange for his number 17. So how is the car? I'm in Arizona, so I have my truck. Um, a lot of dirt out here. But yeah, no, it drives awesome. And it's his wife that is driving the car. How about the fact that uh, Otani kept his promise? I was surprised, but I, I knew about it, so it was more a uh, surprise for her. You know, how to pick out the color and, you know, all, the, all those same things. So uh, it was a, uh, you know, we, we loved it as a family, and, and she loves driving. And didn't it take Lindor forever to give yeah, Jeff over a year? O'Neill, yeah. the, uh, right, McNeil, rather, when he won the batting mm-hmm. title? Yeah. Well, apparently Otani very quick with the Porsche. So. And a Porsche, just a like Porsche. that. Yeah, just like that, mm-hmm. pretty much. Uh, Rob Manfred telling reporters Thursday that this will be his final term in office and he will retire when it expires in January of 2029. Four months later, Al Dukes will retire in May of 2029, <laughs> as he announced this morning on the warm-up show and told you guys in Vegas. The NBA has reached its all-star break tonight in Indiana. you got the Rising Stars game tomorrow night, the Skills Challenge, Slam Dunk Contest, and Three Point Challenge, and then the All-Star game is Sunday night. Now, Ned's forward, Mikael Bridges, was a guest on The Roommate Show with Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart. Hart reminding Bridges he's on the wrong New York team. Yeah, I want to talk about this, because like, New York, no matter what, like no matter how good the Nets get, like it's going to be, like that's... That's that's Nick's that's Nick's city. Yeah, sucks for you. And Good he, job there, Josh. And he tried to kind of bait him into saying yes. that he wants to join the Knicks. That vibe's got to be tough. You ever look at like what's a you know along the horizon or what's 
across the yeah. river? Across, across the waters? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> trying so, to get me in trouble. I was well, no, no, it's okay because if you're talking you talking about... you live in... That's what I'm saying. saying. So you across live the waters would be Brooklyn. He's looking at Brooklyn. Mm. See, smart. He didn't take he, the bait. Yeah. And I will tell you, this show, which is... They're not podcasts anymore. They're shows... The production value of the open is phenomenal. Hmm. Like it is like a TV show on YouTube. The same thing the Shannon Sharp and Shadow Chosinko is for the most part. Very, very well done. Uh, college basketball: Rutgers beat Northwestern sixty-three sixty. They've won four in a row. Steve Peichel, team starting to gel. All the pieces have to fit together, and these guys have done a really good job. Our defense is outstanding, and you know, continues to you know take us through sometimes where we're not making free throws or, or, or threes. And I did see Marco last night. He wanted to know if you will be at the Maryland game coming up next yeah, week. Yeah, I don't know. You know, it won't be there, Marco, because he doesn't do anything. What? God doesn't do anything. What do you mean he doesn't do anything? You weren't here this day we were talking about this? Maybe you were out and it was CeeLo. It was told, I heard him talk to C-Mac, how he hasn't gone out to dinner in 20 no, years. No, Marco Battaglia, not Marco. Oh, oh, Marco Belletti does not care oh. if Boomer goes to the Rutgers oh, game. Yes. I thought it was Marco. You said, you said, I thought you were talking about Marco Belletti. I was like, well, what are you talking about? Marco does nothing. No, no, no. no. Mar- Marco <laughs> Battaglia is the man. He does everything. Yes. I like that guy a lot. I was at, uh, I, I probably talked to him more than anybody at the Carmani uh, event. I'm yeah. sure you did. Oh, I thought you meant Marco Belletti who does nothing. No, Marco Belletti, as a matter of fact, he does a lot, but next week he's off. That's problematic. Just to sit around? What's he going to do? Yeah. He's got small kids. Maybe he does things with them. I don't know. And they're probably off from school, right? Yeah. You know what? You're probably right. And his wife works, and that's probably why he's got to be home. I didn't right. think of that. So he has to right. babysit his week off. So, yes. Awesome. Well, when you're a dad, you don't babysit. Uh, thank you, know? you for saying that. I hate when dads do that. Yeah, you know, I'm stuck see. babysitting. No, they're your kids, jackass. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Um, Drexel beat Hofstra. Say a couple of good local games, 79-77. And how about Mammoth with a buzzer beater to beat Campbell? Well, here comes Collins to trigger the inbound. Here is Xander Rice. And he'll hoist one up for the win. It's good! Xander Rice! A miracle three! Wins it for Mammoth! That is, as Al says, Nick Giannantonio, <laughs> Mammoth Radio. All right. So the game winner there is they would win 88-87, so a good little uh, local flair there. Uh, FDU beat LIU 84-82. The FDU players got stuck in the elevator. And the yeah, game was I delayed. saw the video of this. 17 minutes. That was kind of strange. That's one of my fears because of claustrophobia, yes. being stuck in an elevator like that. Oh, yeah. Not good. I remember Gina, my Gina, got stuck in an elevator. She was on a work trip when she worked for Southern Wine and Spirits to Ireland, and they got stuck in this hot elevator packed with people. She took a picture of it for 20 minutes, and she was like, calm. I'm like, how the hell did you not freak out? They were like cheek to cheek in this elevator, and it was was hot. You could see, and it was like a mirror in the elevator, so it was like steaming up. I was like, oh, my God. And 20 minutes must have felt like an hour. I would have banged my head against the side of the thing until I died. <laughs> Don't no, do that. It was, it was like uh, coming back from the Super Bowl on Sunday night with only one elevator at a before elevator bank was working. What? We, I thought we had eight elevators. Where you were, maybe, but I was oh, on the other side of the I, hotel. No, 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 no. I forgot we changed, changed hotels. Yeah, Got it. and came back, and that's where all those drunk losers <laughs> probably came from the Phoenix Open. Maybe, yeah. But I, I said, look, man, eight people on the elevator. That's it. No more. Yeah, yeah. You don't need any of that. You set the rules. Damn straight, man. I'm going to get stuck with a bunch of lunatics. <laughs> <laughs> Women's college basketball, a record-setting night. Felia gets in the paint, pull-up, short jumper. No, long rebound, dug up by Gabby Marshall. Scoops a pass to Clark. Logo three. Got it. 
22 is now number one. Yeah, that was Iowa Radio from Learfield. The three-pointer there. Uh, not only she had 49 points that she break the Iowa single-game record, but she also now has 3,569 points, breaking the women's NCAA scoring record. And they did win the game, by the way, beating Michigan 106-89. to uh, NHL last night, the, the streaking Rangers, once again, this is just like the beginning of the season when they can't lose. They scored a lot in the second period and beat the Canadians. Fox ahead to Panera. Panera looks around, drops it back to Fox, and Cross. Yeah, shorthanded goal. Sam Rosen on MSG, part of a 7-4 win over the Canadians. The hat trick for Chris Kreider. That's six in a row now for the Blue Shirts. Here's Adam Fox. What has spurred this streak? The vibes in there are a lot a lot better, and uh, you kind of feed off that a little. And, you know, when you drop a few, and especially when we were dropping some and playing well, it you know, stings a little more. But. but they got the win, and Jonathan Quick was in goal. Did give up a few goals, but he made 31 saves, gets the win. Six straight. Yeah, he had to make like who- 10 point blank saves because the defense keeps letting guys get behind him. I don't know what to tell you. So it's a 7-4 win. It's a great win. They're in the midst of a winning streak. Yes, they are. question is, is this team presently good enough to win a Stanley Cup? I don't think so. The Devils, meantime, lost to the Kings 2-1. It was a game as uh, Katy Perry once sung, the one that got away, Lindy Ruff. Yeah, it really is. Uh, you know, you look at an opportunity like that where the way he played and You'd like to put points in the bank, so definitely a missed opportunity. I think he was talking about Dawes between the pipes. 2-1, the final score there was Quinton Byfield, the go-ahead goal in the third. At the Genesis Invitational, Patrick Cantley, a one-shot lead at minus seven. Talked about this with Al on the warm-up show. You know, we always watch golfers and the way they surround them when they hit as if they're never going to make a mistake. Yes. Well, in 18 yesterday, Tiger Woods hit a ball sideways right off the hosel. Um, a hosel rocket. And then, <laughs> yes, now it didn't go sideways low. It went sideways high. Okay. But into the tree, it falls straight down. I don't know if, Stephen, if they have the next shot. I was having the shake. Look, right look at yeah. this. Yeah. Holy ah! crap. Yeah. He's, but look where the ball goes. It's yeah, unbelievable. No, but, but he's Tiger Woods I, or Jerry Recco. Yeah, I, no, 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 no. I'm not comparing it to me. I just mean how close he got it to the pin from that spot. Anyhow, he's Tiger Mr. Woods, Pop, you're Jerry Recco. Again, not comparing it to me because I couldn't do that. The fact ah! that I do that. The fact that he actually got it close was pretty impressive, and he saved a big number. Um, here he was on NBC Sports. What exactly happened on that shank shot? My back spasm on it. It's, it's been spasming the last, like, three holes, and uh, it just locked up on me and uh, didn't move, didn't rotate, and... Uh, Present hosel first. Now I've seen you golf with people around you, but not that. Have you ever with them that uh, close? Not, no, not that close. I would never hit a ball like that with those people there, with those trees and everything. Right? No way. Did that would be difficult. Do you imagine if you hit it off the tree, not back at yourself and your face or your nuts? But if you, <laughs> if you would have hit one of those people. Well, I mean, yeah, I know. we were sent that video yesterday, yeah, which is funny. Yep. And I would like to thank everybody out there for sending me the dozens and dozens, if not hundreds, of videos of men hitting themselves in the face with a golf ball. Ah! I think I've seen them all at this point. <laughs> and now that I saw the one you sent, I think we're good. Yeah. I don't need to see them anymore. I get the point. Uh, anyhow, he was plus one after his round. He was even going to this that is the This is the golf court, the tournament that he ended up really getting. He almost killed himself. That's right. The Riviera, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. This, but, uh, this was the drive. Genesis Open. This yeah. is where he was driving in the morning and went off the road. Yep.
Exactly. Seahawks keeping Geno Smith today. His $12 million salary for 2024 becomes fully guaranteed. All right, thanks, Jerry. I did get a, check, a text from Gina. It was 55 minutes she was stuck in that elevator. Okay, that feels like four hours. 55 minutes! Wow. I would have not survived. Honestly, that would, have been rough. It. that would have been it for me. I don't know. I'd have to go to some calm place. I don't know that so I'd ever get in an elevator like, again. Like, what would happen if like, you were on, like, if we were all on an elevator and, and it got stuck here? And there were other people, like, say, from Google or whoever's working in this building. Let's just say there's, like, 12 of us on this elevator. Oof. And we're up there for 55 minutes. What, what, is, what are you doing? What is happening? Well, he told I'm, you I'm asking someone to kill me. That's no, what I'm, I'm asking I'm, I'm, I'm Someone saying, strangle like, me to death because I'd rather be dead than in this elevator. That's what I would but say. But how, I mean, like, are you, like, physically getting agitated and... Yeah, I would be like, I, I, remember when he took the boner pill and he locked up? Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I'd be doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'd be doing, man. Yeah. It would not be pretty. You would just have to knock him out. That's what I'm saying. Like I just punch in the face. Exactly. <laughs> I, I would take it. That'd be I, fine. You know, the thing about what what are, what would piss me off. Yeah. Would be the opposite. Like, all right, everybody, calm down. There's nothing we can do about it right now. Inside, mm -hmm. let's let the building and maintenance and everybody else figure it out. <laughs> Call Yousef, <laughs> and then and, and everybody calm down. And if I got you over there panicking in the corner, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's gonna piss me off. And and it makes everybody else it very makes anxious. It worse, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes it worse. I said, let me just excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It would be great because if I was knocked out, then I wouldn't experience that's true. Exactly, that. I would, I would be thrilled. I would be doing you a favor. I would be absolutely thrilled. Okay. Knock me unconscious. Okay. Please. Everybody heard that? I did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just in case. You have permission to knock him unconscious. Well, here's the problem though. If you don't knock me unconscious, then I'm, then I'm in this elevator panicking with a, with a tremendous headache now. You, you better not miss. You better knock me unconscious. Because it make it worse. You got to knock me out. Well, Maybe Al was, strangle me to the point where I... I was say, Al was the wrestler, the sleeper hold. Yeah, you could do that too. Something that'll work. We'll test it out just to make sure we're in that situation. Yeah. What'll make me go unconscious? Let's not quickest. test it. Let's not test it. Let's All right. It never happens. On the fan and CBS Sports Network. We're coming to you live for the Built Ford Tough Studio. Isn't it amazing? I already know the beginning of this song, the second that. So this new Dua Lipa song released last night called Training Season. She actually opened the, the first time she put it out there. She opened the Grammys with it. No one had heard it before. And she released it last night. Uh, it was 6 p.m. Eastern time, but 11 p.m. out in London. Uh, so anyway. There was a call on the line. She dropped Elena from somewhere. And I think the reason that Al came back with this is because... Hold on. i got to get to the chorus now. I'm going to like the chorus. This is the bridge. The chorus is catchy. Right here. So the reason why Al played this, yes. once again, I will say, I didn't bring it up. Boomer brought it up the last time we got into this. Al's now bringing it up with the caller. But someone's asking, I get a lot of these ex-posts too, any Dua Lipa update from upstairs at 1027 with Karen Carson and Minge. And the deal was that around Christmas time, we were going to donate to their toy drive and buy thousand dollars worth of toys we did that and they're and, and the, by the way our listeners also got also involved. contributed yeah and their return was that 
when Dua Lipa came to New York to promote her new album, that she would also come in here into studio and, and get interviewed by us. You don't make promises you can't keep. So, and they said sometime in February is what they said. Okay. They said that sometime in February when she's here in New York. All right. Then they called up with a an update. Okay. And they said she's going to be in New York when you guys are in Vegas from like the 5th to the 12th or whatever it was. Not true. So, yeah, I mean, right off the bat, I'm like, that's not true, because she's out in L.A. with the Grammys, and then she stayed out there in L.A. for a long period of time. I don't know where she is now. So, that was a lie. Or they were given wrong information. Since then, silence. Radio silence. Radio silence. They got what they want, and basically walked away. That's what it seems like. I kind of feel catfished. It kind of seems like that. Yeah. But I don't know. I still, because... At the time, they were talking a really strong game about this. How, like, there were multiple... But who was talking more strongly about it? With, I don't think Karen was. I feel like that Mangina guy was. Minjone, I think. Whatever, whatever they call him. <laughs> it's not Mangina. You're not helping our cause here, man. Yeah, but it's, well, listen, I yeah. mean, listen, you either step up to the plate and deliver, or you're going to be called, like, these names. Yeah. I, I I do agree. And maybe they're upset because you floated that whole thing. If you don't get this done, we're going to flip your station and news. <laughs> they might have not like that. That was a mean thing to say. You know, I don't know. Oh, maybe well. they're mad at us now and they've, they've canceled this thing. But they were talking a mean game about it because there were multiple people upstairs that had connections. So I don't know. It's either going to they either just made up that thing that she's going to be here in New York when you're in Vegas and the whole thing blew up. And that was their excuse, even though that wasn't true. Or they're setting up some major thing and some surprise and, and she's and, gonna walk in the studio one and day. they're gonna come through with it yeah so I, so i i listen we've known karen for a long time yep she, she's not gonna put her reputation on the line and not come through that's the way i look at it but it's also not completely in their hands yeah but she's not putting her reputation on the line and not coming through okay the other guy i don't know <laughs> you know what's interesting too is there's three of them up there so I, I sense of there's uh, uh, Minge posted something funny on, on Instagram, and I wrote to him how it was funny. I think he ignored that. He ignored my comment back to him. And also, that intern Anthony, we were coming up to the door at the same time. Oh, and he turned away? He, he pep in his step, got through the door in the lobby into the elevator before we could be in the elevator together. Oh, so, so, saw him, so, yeah, saw him so. pick it up. Saw him pick it up. I think they're avoiding me. That's what I think. I, I, you know, I well, think you, they're avoiding you have, me. You have a, yet, a very unique perception. Yep. And I think you're right on it. And it's unfortunate. But I told you, I have now lowered my expectations with this whole thing, and I don't believe that it's going to happen. And that's the way, sort of like with the 2024 Mets. You know? I, I'm not expecting anything good. But if something good comes out of it, it makes it even better. Some of the best seasons that your team can have when you're a fan of the ones that where they exceed expectations. Yes, exactly. And you weren't expecting it. And then whatever they do in the playoffs is gravy. As opposed to the team that's got all the pressure in the world on them. And they don't come through. And you feel devastated about it. Yeah. Like the San Francisco 49ers. That one's horrible. They should have won the game. Yeah, that one's horrible. So that's where I'm at mentally with the whole thing. Like, uh, I can't, you know, can't be mad, can't be upset. No expectations anymore. All right. No expectations from uh, Minge and the, and the folks up there at 1027. Very sad.
You know, and the thing about it is you can't ask for your thousand bucks back. Yeah, because they went to underprivileged children. Yeah, I'm mean, not like, going to go and, and like raid. You're, the, you're boxed in. Like you can't yeah, say, "Hey, we want our money back." Can't do it because it's just because it came in the form of toys. Remember, we went on to Amazon and yes. bought all the toys, and I got sent to the kid. Like some some kids playing with a little like excavator toy right now who never had a toy in their life. What are we going to send like Izzo to go and rip it away from them? <laughs> What are we going to do? No. I mean, we're, we're boxed in. There's nothing you can do. It. You feel good about doing what they asked us to do and help their toy drive, which, you know, I was more than happy and more than willing to do that because I wanted you to be happy. Yeah, I well, wanted thank to you. have you to look. Thank st- you. There was a double motive there for me. Double motive. Thank you. But I'm, it's okay. I'm not sad about it. I'm not angry about it. Just no expectations anymore. That's what well, you got to be disappointed. A little bit, yeah. But I'm not gonna. I can't. But you're really. I mean, you, you got to be real. You can I mean, control like, the, the things way that you they can made control. it sound. They the way that they control made it sound what you was that you were going to be. That she was going to be here. Control. And you know how you like you control. got close to Jordan Davis. You know how you got close to what's the ex fighter's name? He, he's not an ex fighter. He's still a fighter, even though he gets his ass kicked most of the time. Deontay Wilder. Yeah, Deontay Wilder. You know how you get you get yourself close to these people for different reasons, and I'm not really sure why. And I understand why with Dua Lipa. I can, I can see why. I got respect for greatness, man. And so, like, okay. and, and, well, Jordan and I hit it off just as, like, dudes. You know what I'm saying? Ah, we're, ah, we're just ah. dudes. The, the Deontay was, he was an American heavyweight champion. And I was like, this guy needs to be promoted more. And, and then and you've totally turned on him. I haven't turned on him. He's just, he turned on himself. Okay. Oh, boy. Boomer Geo coming to you live for the Build Ford Talk Studio on this feel good Friday. Heading into a winter break for all these students and teachers around here. Yeah, I'm getting lots of texts from my teacher friends saying, hey, your voice is powerful in New York. Do not keep complaining about this winter break because they might rip it away from us. And I'm like, give me a break. Will you? Nah, no pun intended. No one's taking away your winter break. No, they're not going to. They want the UFT to make sure they endorse who's ever running the floor office, so don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. He's right. Uh, Are you going to the outdoor game? No, I'm not going to go. You're not going to go to this one? You did go to that Flyers-Rangers one. I did down in Philadelphia. I also went to the first one up in Buffalo between the Sabres and the Penguins. That's right. Remember, I went up there with Gunner, and it was an unbelievable day. It was snowing. It was great. It had a great feel to it. I think this one's going to have a great feel to it as well because the weather's going to be good. It's going to be cold, which is what you want. And, and, you know, it's kind of (laughs) funny. When they were talking about why this – you know, this break came for the school system. Yeah. Because it was the coldest week of the of, of the year for us, I guess, on average. Mm-hmm. This is the same reason why they put the, um, you know, the, the, the stadium series at this time. So I also went to the one at Yankee Stadium. I, those games were, I mean, bone-chilling cold. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's sort of... What you want. Yeah. So right. I do what you want. If, if I, you're I, going I, these listen, games. I play, I play on an outdoor rink. Yeah, yeah. And I love playing on the outdoor rink. Sure. I mean, I think a lot of people that grew up playing hockey, that's some of that pond hockey, some of their greatest memories. Me included. We'd be, we be Well, we used to be able to go to the sumps when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, now, nowadays, mommy and daddy doesn't want, don't want the kids out of the house. Stay right here, honey. We built a baseball field in a sump, me and my friend. Yeah. Full on ba- a mound benches when the sump is dry it's great oh yeah it was awesome and when it was wet you know when it was filled 
uh, you know, in the wintertime and it would freeze over, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's so you would have the island in the middle. We had an island in the middle. I mean, it looked exactly like this particular sump looked exactly like the dimensions of a baseball field. And we stumbled across and we were riding bikes and, and we broke through the fence. And we're like, we're going to turn this into a baseball field. Yeah, you make it a, a great wiffle ball field. It was awesome. Yes. That's what, I mean, talk about being a kid and the things you do and having fun. But anyway, yeah. uh, but this one, because it's at MetLife Stadium and MetLife Stadium's gross, you're not going to go. They're all right? sitting around playing video games. Yeah. <laughs> Are you not going to this one because it's MetLife Stadium? It's just uh, a pain in the know, ass. I don't know. It's it, Actually, it looks like the right stadium for something like this. What, just cold and dreary and drab? And Looks like an air conditioner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> True, it certainly does. Um, but, I mean, you went to all these other ones. I'm shocked yeah, you're not going to this I one. don't know. Just, like... You're tired now. Can't be, Vegas, can't be thinking everything. about driving to... That's what it is. MetLife Stadium. Oh. MetLife Stadium. It's I, impossible. I know, I know. Listen, I could VIP the whole thing. I don't want to do all that. I mean, and the... I mean, anybody who's on Long Island that goes to that game is just gonna go through hell to get home yeah but they, but they'll, they'll they'll do well though i i i think tickets have done reasonably well and i can't sit here and say it. they've sold out i'm not sure about that but i think they've done well i think they've yeah i think they've done well as well because i had to i had to go through many channels to get peter schwartz's Quite frankly, tickets two things a peter but but two things i do like about what the nhl has done here lately i do like this double stadium series game mm -hmm. and i also like what they did next year they're doing the four nations tournament as opposed to the all-star game and the russians aren't allowed to play get out get out right so they're gonna have the four nation tournament instead of the all-star game mm -hmm. and it's going to be over like a 10 i think a 10 day or eight day period uh where there will be a seven games i believe See this video of Tucker Carlson shopping in a Russian grocery store? Did you see this? He was over there interviewing Putin. Yeah, I know that. Yes. But did you, did you see him in the grocery store? I did not, no. I mean, it's just... it's just like, Was it a Whole Foods? No, it's not a Whole Foods. I don't know. I mean... Was it a Cinderella? It's not a Cinderella. He's like, Russians are known for their bread. He's like, smelling this loaf of bread. <laughs> Mm. Like this is just I, I don't know. I it just was amazing to me. Like the whole thing was just fascinating to watch. Uh if you were interested in that type of thing yeah, to see inside of a Russian when they drop a nuclear bomb. Russian space, Russian right? grocery store. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, what is going on here? It's a lot of crap going on. Are you just sniffing the Russian bread? <laughs> what are they doing? Uh, uh let's go to Jonathan in Somerset, New Jersey. What's going on, Jonathan? Hey, good morning, gentlemen. How are we doing today? Good. What's All right, up, Jonathan, man? what's happening? Good. So, Booms, I got to ask. I yeah. feel good Friday. How are yeah. you feeling about your new boss? Who's my new boss? George Soros, baby. Just bought Odyssey. Bought all your... Well, Odyssey. he bought 40... He bought, he bought... Well, they, his investment fund, bought 40% of the stock of Odyssey. And you know, <laughs> let me just tell you a little secret. They like to make money, too. <laughs> so if, if they want to make money, then you keep the number one morning show right where it is. You guys happen to see who his son is now dating as well. No, I didn't see that. So who's he dating? His son, who they say is you know taken over and is just as bad, if not worse, as George Soros, is now dating Anthony Weiner's ex. Oh, that's Huma. right, Huma, Huma Abedin. That's right. Wow. Yes. Yep. 
Interesting. Hillary, Hillary Clinton's BFF. He's now <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> oh, Jonathan's loving this. You never Jonathan's know. Jonathan's having a great oh, feel-good Friday with yes. this whole thing. That's right. <laughs> Boomer doesn't like Democrats. Uh, it is an interesting thing, uh, you have to say. Uh, well, so it is, but he, I, I will He's say. not. All right. So just to clear some of this up, right? Yes. George Soros is not our new boss. Right. The Soros Investment Fund bought in the whole... Uh, reshaping of the company's the, debt. The reorg. The reorganization yes. came in and bought 40% of Odyssey, which allowed the debt to of be the, lowered. The senior debt. Right, right, exactly. And they bought it like on 50 cents on the dollar. Exactly. So now someone who sees this from the outside looking in is going to say, all right, you got a major political billionaire influencer buying up a bunch of media then that means that that person's going to try to get their views out on these radio stations. That's what you think is going to happen. But I will promise you this. We will not be getting any directives or missives or things to say. No. Like, it's not going to happen. So anybody who thinks that, don't think that. It's just they want to make money. They saw an opportunity to make money. And they own other media companies as well apparently they believe in traditional media but it's not like we're going to be sitting here you know uh interviewing aoc anytime soon <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it's not gonna happen no we're not changing and nor should we the ratings tell us not to well yeah of course but i mean it's not like we're a we're a political show we touch on things but it's not like we're you know it's not what we we're not political talk you know we do sports talk and we touch on life things. Yes. Coming up at 9 o'clock, George Soros joins <laughs> I mean, it's... I don't know. It was it was fun watching Lame Duckskin tell you about this. That was funny. Yes. He was, he was so excited. He seemed like it. He was so excited. He's like, guess who bought 40% of the company? And they're like, uh, hmm. I gave my, you know, ten guesses. Yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like billionaire hedge fund guy. We both go Steve Cohen. Right, that's like, what we thought. He goes, no, better. <laughs> like better than Steve Cohen. I was like, what do you mean? He was so excited. He had to come <laughs> tell the only liberal here about it too. What's up? <laughs> we had a little liberal yeah, moment between us. Mm. Oh well. Sp I don't know. Spike is 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 sort of. I don't know. I feel like he's he's kind of down the middle. At least he plays that way, you know. Yeah. Well, I, do think, you, I mean, do you guys have your little antifa outings with Gallo that we don't know yeah, about or something? Of course, yeah. <laughs> you Gallo and Spike and the black hoods picking up the bricks that Soros dropped outside, <laughs> throwing it through businesses, <laughs> throwing it through the windows. Is this why you're retiring? Did George Soros give you a golden parachute? <laughs> he did not. <laughs> That's probably what it is. I like that guy on Boomer and Geo. Let's give him a couple million. Tell him to retire. Uh, Julius in Connecticut. What's going on, Julius? How we doing, boys? Happy Friday. Yeah, feel good Friday. What's up, man? Yes, sir. Geo, you know, I found this guy. He's helped my golf game more than anyone I've ever seen on YouTube and on Instagram. He's everywhere. Tom Segudo, you got to check him out. You heard of him? Tom Segudo. I do not know Tom Segudo. How do you oh, spell that? Segudo. Segudo? S-A-G-U-T-O. Okay, I, I will check that out. Uh, yeah, I see that. Look at that. Amazing, man. 
golf videos. All right, yeah. Simple swing. All right, tremendous. Yeah, look at that. He's, He's got taking it. 10 strokes off my game, man. Look at this guy. All right, I see this YouTube golf everywhere. Thanks, yes. Julius. I appreciate that. YouTube golf everywhere. Well, there's one thing that I can report on that your golf game is significantly, I mean significantly better. Well, thank you very much. Your putting sucks, but you're getting you to know the green funny? is good. You know what's funny is my putting was the best part of the game. And up there, it's just because of the greens. I got it They're got so in my fast. head. Okay, and, but honestly, my putting is not terrible. I was doing the stuff that I don't normally do well, well up there, and the stuff that I do well, not well. And once once the greens got in my head, I was screwed. But yes, on those two outings we had, my putting sucked. But it's it is usually better than that. I saw uh, Fat Perez and uh, Joey Coldcuts and Bob does sports out there playing uh, waste management. Yeah. And they were just spraying the ball all over the place. Made me feel great about myself. I was hey, like, I'm not happens. that, not that happens. far off. Yeah. Not that far off. Uh, Ryan in Monroe, Connecticut. What's going on, Ryan? What's up, guys? Um, so on Wednesday, you guys were kind of breaking Marash's stones and part of the afternoon and their their whole clip and whatever about A-Rod Day, correct? Yeah. So, so Evan throws the throws a little big at Boomer, and I and I don't think you guys talked about it yesterday. He referred Boomer to understanding about the A-Rod day as just Grandpa Joe Biden. And I couldn't believe he said it. And, uh, and, and he kept going a little bit. He said something else about him, too. And I was like, man, Boomer has to fire back. And I don't think he did. Yeah, I, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. See, I can't, I can't go... After Evan, because you may have heard something that you think that he was taking a shot at me. I don't know that for a fact. You know what I'm saying, Ryan? Oh, I mean, I look, I, that boom. I saw I saw Evan after uh, work yesterday. By the way, saw him and Tiki after work yesterday. I, I didn't leave here until later. You remember what time this was, Ryan? We can go back and check. It was. Oh man, it, I want I want to think if I was in the car or not. It was it was after um it was between the four and like four twenty hour on Wednesday. Oh, uh, we'll check we'll check it out right. here and then we'll, we'll we'll he didn't mention any anything like that to me yesterday. Well, of he was a li- he was just a little upset on why you couldn't understand why the difference between Mark Messier day and A Rod day. You couldn't get it at first. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, well, I, well, I I still don't get it. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Mark Messier is what got six cups. No, 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 no. But this is what he's saying. You're playing right into it now. No, the the yeah. the difference is that those guys were honored, where A Rod was never honored as a Yankee, and the afternoon show was taking it upon themselves. Yeah, I, I to understand honor that aspect, Ed, yeah. but no, Sean Marash is taking it on himself. Yeah, yeah, to right. honor A Rod today. Yep, that's that. Right. That's who's doing this. Sure, Evan doesn't want to be a part of this. Tiki just doesn't want to get involved in any sort of controversy. I guess they had A-Rod on at some point. Did they? I think they did. Oh, nice. Al, do you know if they had A-Rod on? I do not know. I thought they had him on. I didn't see any of that. No, that would have been up there on social the way, media, he right? got a cake after his last game. It, it, you know, I know it was in the rain and it's kind of truly reflected the cake way. Cake in the rain. You know, it like it a reminded, it reminded me of when I played in my last Jet game. It was freezing cold and it was raining. Did you get a cake? I did not. I got an FU from a Jet fan. <laughs> a little different. Right. A little so different. I kind of felt like that was the same kind of thing. But my whole thing is I hear them talking about hanging something from the rafters. Like what rafters? The rafters in the newsroom. 
We're not hanging A Rod's jersey in the newsroom. I think we may. Actually. We don't. Nobody else's jerseys out there hanging up. Uh, we've got things. They want, they want to put it in their in their studio. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. We have Clark Gillies and uh, and uh, Roger Barron here. We do. Yeah. We have our NYPD softball jersey. Yes, here. those are the jerseys. Those that are, are hanging the jerseys here. that you know we we reflect the respect that those gentlemen and and unfortunately those officers that were killed. Uh, we we respect those people. Yes, that's absolutely. why those jerseys are in. It's not we don't make anything up. We're not like this is not like BS hour here. It is not. Now Jerry went and pulled the audio of what this caller was talking about. So let's take a listen to see if this caller was accurate in the shots that he was taking at you. Earlier this morning, I heard and it sounded like <laughs> it sounded like an advisor trying to explain something to Joe Biden or me trying to explain something to my grandfather. When Giannotti was trying to explain to Boomer why A-Rod would get a day, because Boomer's response was, well, why can't I just have Mark Messier done? <laughs> <laughs> okay, now you get it. So, so Ryan, you were right. Yeah. He took a very uh, sad shot at me. Yeah. Because we all know our president is compromised. Bitch, shut your mouth! <laughs> I mean, he's basically saying that you have lost cognitive ability, which is a terrible thing to say. That is, that's awful. I mean, I that like that's going way. But like, we listen. We take shots all the time. I mean, to compare you to somebody who's completely lost a sense of reality. Yes, and cognitively is is gone. It's like that, is I, so below the belt. Like, yeah, I think his beard has changed him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of feels like he's tougher than he is. Man, oh man, oh man. Okay. Wow. Very disappointing. Especially after yesterday talking to him. Yeah, I know. And we did videos. Like, I actually, and I don't know what it is, but so yesterday I'm talking to Spike and he's like, he's like, yo, you, you crapped on their A Rod day. I'm like, no, I didn't. Not even at all one bit. By the way, if you don't get it, we're actually promoting it by talking about I it. I said what I crapped on was their acting in the promo. But I said on the air and the video that Izzo asked me to record and you that I liked the idea. And I, I, was, I did like A-Rod. And I thought that it was a good idea. You know, if you're honoring somebody who's worked here, I kind of get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get like I told you, I'm the I'm the guy that is is advocating for the Mike Francesa studio to, to be, be back to be back up, and and that's the studio that they work in, and they haven't gone out of their way to put that back up there. Yeah, they that's, oh. and how much does a plaque cost? I mean, come on. Yeah, but who ripped it down? You know who ripped it down? But who's got to put it up now? Uh, the boss. Yeah. I mean, how about if I went down and ripped down everybody else's sign? You can't do that. I mean, those guys worked here. They were the the, the founding fathers. Of WFAN and the guy who ripped it down, no longer here. Right, and they're in that, and they're in that studio, and they're honoring a Rod. Let's go to John in St. Louis. What's going on, John? Hey, good morning, boys. Listen, I'm a cop. I'm going to a call right now, but I almost crashed when I heard what Boomer just said. They didn't have a Rod on. They had AI Rod, which was just an AI voice robot of a Rod. Yeah, so so basically, what they're doing is they're making fun of a Rod. Is that right, John? I, I don't know. They, you know how they do bad tiki? They had AI. All right, yeah. So, uh, like yeah. vomit. <laughs> <laughs> did they read that big long disclaimer? I wonder before they did AI rod. They have so, to read a whole disclaimer with bad tiki. So this is the other thing about this. 
to me, this seems to be coming off as a, a disingenuous A-Rod day. I did need it that. Um, you know, I'm not sure. I gotta, I gotta listen today to make my determination. Is this a real A-Rod day or is this a joke A-Rod day? No. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's a fair question. I don't know know the answer. You know them. I know them. I don't know. This is Sean Marash's thing, right? This is what he's bringing to their show. I think, I think, I think he wants it to be a real A-Rod day. And I think he wants to tweak Evan and Tiki about it. I think that's what he wants. Vinny, Staten Island. What's going on, Vinny? Not much. How are we doing today? Good, Vinny. What's up? Uh, not much. Uh, I'm actually, who is this, Tiki? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this yes. is uh, Tiki. I'm Tierney, and that's Tiki. Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> Everybody's so confused. Yes. Everybody's just so confused. I mean, my thing is like, okay, is it real or is it not? I think that's the pink, pink elephant in the room. Yeah, I think that Marash wants it to be real. That's what I think. Al, what, what is your take on this? You have a really good feel for radio hijinks. The, the, wondering whether it's... I'm still confused by it. Like, is it real? Is Does he really want to honor A-Rod? Or is he just doing it to annoy people? I think he's doing it and to annoy people. And by the way, people. it's Evan and Tiki's show, right? right? I mean, right? Isn't that right? Yep, it is. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And they're honoring him honestly and genuinely I don't or is so. this totally disingenuous seems disingenuous it as seems an outsider you. looking in yeah see Dis- that guy right there yeah, see that guy has got if he if he wanted to be the pd of uh he would have the job already now well he wouldn't because he'd want to cut every show to two hours no, no, no. which means you'd have to hire twice no, as many people yeah no, but no the the fact is the fact that and if he wanted that job he could have that job yeah he's lazy that's that's a fact. Okay, that's true. But it's just not worth. It's a twenty four seven job. He's lazy. It's not worth it to Al. Would you have meetings with your like afternoon shows? All the shows. You, oh yeah. You have meetings day. all the time. <laughs> yeah. Would you tell them what to talk about? I, I no. See, I'd be better at saying what I don't like, but I wouldn't really have a suggestion. Yeah, <laughs> that's the tough part. So that's so but, okay. <laughs> I don't like this, but I don't have a better I don't suggestion. Have an answer. I don't have an answer. Okay. Uh, all right, it is Boomer and but G. You're, but you are saying that today is a disingenuous A-Rod day. That's your point. It feels to me like Sean Marash is trying to do it to needle people. In the very studio where A-Rod lied to Mike. Yeah, I know. Right, exactly. And to everybody listening. To the audience. To the WFAN family. I mean, I would say before they put the A-Rod jersey up in the rafters, they should put the Mike Francesa plaque back up. Agreed. I'm with you on that. And we've all had our battles with Mike. I am 100% with you on that. All right, Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. We've got Jerry back in here with another update. Let's get right to it. We're a little bit late. So what's up, Jerry? We are brought to you by the Farmer's Dog, fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. And also brought to you by Jack Pocket Order, official state lottery games on your phone. I know we don't like hearing from Brian Cashman, and I really try to limit when Why we play them. Why do you them. always say that every time you come in here when you because have something about Brian When I go Cashman. to play it, you say we don't want to hear from we Brian Cash. suck right now. That's why. So I practice sucks. There's a reason why I'm playing it. So remember the whole, yeah, I want to know if you think this is a thing since you're the only pro athlete that's in the room or in the building at the moment. So here was Cashman with John Boy talking about how they were trying to convince Yamamoto to become a Yankee. 
and they had to go out to meet with him as he discusses the surroundings. I remember sitting out in Beverly Hills, me, Booney, and Blake were, were sitting up on, on the penthouse uh, waiting for our slot to go over and make our presentation, and, and it was such a beautiful environment. The weather was perfect, and I said, this is what we're competing with right now. When uh, Yamamoto came to New York to visit us, it was raining, and it was cold. <laughs> so is that a thing, like the weather, or is it about the money? I well, for, well. First of all, uh, the, he has to pay higher taxes in California. But the way that they structured their contract, he's not going to pay as much as he would have had he been getting paid. I think he, they did the same thing with him. I think as they did with Otani to avoid paying as much tax as possible. Uh, but he is right. That is, there is something to be said about playing in beautiful weather, like going down to San Diego and playing at Petco Park. Uh, you know, I, I would also think you know maybe one of these historical games. But I would say, like for Brian Cashman, like the Dodgers are a historical franchise. But man, this is the Yankees. Man, this is Yankee Stadium. Man, this is New York City. You make it here, and you know the words. The rest of the you words can but, make it anywhere, right? Now. But the point being is that you'll be larger than life. But maybe some of these kids that are coming from <clears throat> Japan or you know wherever they're coming from, South America. Don't really care about that. They just want to play baseball and they want to make money and they want to be happy where they're playing. All right, we'll go to the NBA. You got the All Star break, so you had uh, the TNT guys uh, inside the NBA, whatever the hell it's called. Uh, Jalen Brunson was uh, sitting with them, uh, and his dad was there, Rick Brunson, and he was talking about how watching his dad kind of grind through the NBA. Uh, what an impression that it left on him. Man, like this dude used to work this hard, and he was on eight, nine unguaranteed contracts in the NBA for nine years. And um, as I got older, I knew I had to work twice as hard just to get there. So just seeing that, that's, that was my biggest takeaway. Well, and it certainly has worked as the guy's reminding his father, you weren't your son. You're a much better player than Rick. Come on, Rick. You know, he, he, he gave yeah, it to yeah, you. Yeah. Hey, Rick, you were supposed to be a defender and a playmaker. He would, yes, son would give it to you. <laughs> yes, yeah, son no, would no, give no, it no, to no, you. Don't disrespect Rick Gill. This is the best player in the family right now. Yeah, cool. No disrespect, Rick, but you ass. <laughs> we, all, we all know it, man. You ass. <laughs> you ass. ass. He didn't say that. Uh, yeah. You know, these guys like to have fun. Shaq had the uh, the comments in Orlando that, hey, DeVos family, if you want me, I leave TNT. Well, here he was, uh, as he always does, having fun at Barkley's expense. Can I do one more thing? Yes. One more? Uh-oh. Everybody join in. Barkley sucks. Barkley sucks. Say it, Barkley sucks. Say it. I don't know why I find that funny. But the crowd started before he even got going. Wow. Which is is fun, so whatever. Uh, College basketball, Rutgers beat Northwestern 63-60. They came back from 11 down in the second half for the win. That's four in a row. And Caitlin Clark continues to impress. Here comes Clark. How will she go for history? in women's college basketball. And that was Peacock on the call. It's interesting. I, I heard you had a caller that called in talking about how they were surprised how she shoots from all over the place. Like, where have you been? This is well, what she... I, no, no, I know, but if there's one coll- female co- women's college basketball team that's highlighted on ESPN and all the sports shows, it's her. Who, yeah, are, the girls that last played, year. who are the girls that played from Miami with Cavan- Cavan- Cavender Twins? Yeah, the yeah. Cavender Twins, and then, of course, Olivia Dunn down at yeah, LSU. I feel like that's more social media than it is mainstream yeah, I mean, media. Yeah, I mean, but this girl is Angel amazing. Reese. Angel Reese also. Yeah, yeah LSU, but no, this girl is amazing. I mean, the, her ability to shoot the basketball. She was 15 of 
30 or 31 for her 49 points, and she hit nine threes on the night. The 49 points, by the way, set a record at Iowa, and the 49 points put her over the top. She's got 35-69 for her career. That breaks the women's NCAA scoring record. She said she had a feeling. Honestly, like warming up, like my shot just felt good, so I knew it was going to be kind of one of those nights and kind of played with a little bit more pep in my step, and um, I knew that's what this team needed after coming off of a lo- coming off of a loss. Well, they... You certainly give it to them, and they came away with the win. Again, they put up 106 points. Pretty damn impressive. Uh, A couple of things from the NFL. Now that the Super Bowl is over and you're starting to move towards the 2024 season and what teams are doing and not doing, the Commanders introduced Cliff Kingsbury as the new offensive coordinator. Uh, He was asked what is on his wish list going forward now running that unit. Uh, The Chiefs quarterback? That'd help. (laughs) No, um... I, ha, 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 no one left. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, what What am I missing here? <laughs> that was it. Yeah. And Patrick Mahomes is what he needs. Uh, the Cowboys introduced Mike Zimmer as their new defensive coordinator. He says, This is a, hold on, before you play it, and I know we've all heard Zimmer before, this is a would you fight that voice candidate. It is. All right, would you fight that voice, Mike Zimmer? That is fair. He says he understands what people may think of him. There's a reputation out there that I'm a jerk or something like that, which hey, and it is what it is, I guess. I guess, yes. Well, totally is that his course. reputation? That he's a jerk? No, I don't think so. I think what happened was when he left Minnesota, he that whole he hated Kirk Cousins thing went everywhere. And then Kevin O'Connell came in and Kirk Cousins became this sympathetic figure somehow in the quarterback documentary. And people are looking back on Mike Zimmer like, you made us hate Kirk Cousins because you hated Kirk Cousins. And now I love Kirk Cousins, so you're a jerk. <laughs> But he was never well, known as that when he was the defensive coordinator for the Bengals and his wife passed away on Hard Knocks. You remember yes, that whole thing? Yes. And then everybody loved Mike Zimmer and he had got off to a great start as a Vikings head coach. It was only towards the end where he had that issue with Kirk Cousins and I think people said he was a jerk. How would you how would you characterize his time in Minnesota? S- successful. Okay. Well here he is. He says, I do have a soft side. I don't know if you're going to like this or not, Boomer, but... I'm demanding. I try I try to get the best out of the players. But, you know, to me, there's a difference. You know, I had one player who was a, a terrific player, and you could not yell at him. You had to put your arm around him. You had to talk to him, whisper. He didn't like to be reprimanded in front of people. And so that's what I did with him, and he became a, a terrific player. A little different than when you played? Uh, yeah, or I mean, like, that happening? so this, this Apple... I guess, uh, or Netflix dynasty about the Apple Plus, Apple Plus dynasty about the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. I guess Bob Kraft in this, I haven't seen it yet, but in somewhere in there says that Tom Brady, you know, needed more of a father figure as a coach. That you know he needed more emotional support. All he did was win. Yeah, but but because, win. but because of everybody else, you know, bitching and complaining about the way that Bill Belichick ran the. Ran the operation, basically, is what it comes down to. Okay. Meanwhile, they go to nine Super Bowls, and he wins, what? Six of them in New England. In New England. Yeah. Uh, remember the... I mean, you know, there's a commitment and a sacrifice that has to be made. Well, he did make and, it. And, and, yeah. and you know, I'm, I'm not saying he didn't. He did. But they're also... Like, you're dealing with so many personalities, so many issues, that as the head coach, you almost have to be like a tail of a hun. You know what I mean? You got it. You got to be tough. Well, and I think that's what Zimmer was talking about too. More so than the Cousins thing, they the Cowboys brought him in for discipline and the penalties, and that's what he's got to know. And then it goes back to the original theme: 
your guy Mike McCarthy was sitting there next to him when a reporter said, "Mike, back on the topic of whether or not Zim's a jerk." So that was actually a theme for this whole thing yesterday. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, that was useless. Uh, Rangers beat the Canadians seven four. Chris Kreider the hat trick. Mika Zibanej had a shorthanded goal, two assists. Here he was. Good second period as they exploded. Uh, obviously, didn't we weren't happy with the first. Uh, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a good one for us. So uh, we need uh, we need uh, to do something completely different and, and uh, be way better in the second. I thought we were, and they were, and they were won six straight. Now they're thirty five six. That pass that he threw to Kreider uh, in the air over the body of the the sliding defender was unbelievable. It's like he just feathered it right onto Kreider's stick. Feather spot. Feather spot. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan Quick, 31 saves. Blake Wheeler did get injured in this game. What they say? Lower body injury is all I would say. Pretty serious to me. I wouldn't be surprised to see LTIR sooner or later. And the Devils lost to the Kings 2-1. And at the Genesis Invitational, Patrick Cantley, a one-shot lead after day one at minus seven. I can't stand watching that guy play. You don't like Patrick Cantley? Well, the way he takes forever. And then he took his hat off at the Ryder Cup because he wasn't getting paid. Yes, so I Brooks, remember that. Brooks Kepko wouldn't like playing with him. Oh, hell no. no. Absolutely not. I don't think anybody likes playing with him. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Two surprise guests coming up. One is not necessarily a surprise because you requested the person, so I shouldn't say that. But you did request the person, and they honored that request, and they will be coming on in a matter of minutes. To so we can settle something, potentially settle something. Yeah. Okay. Good. And the other one is is certainly a surprise. All right. That uh, that you don't that you don't know about. But uh, quickly before guest number one joins us, Micah Parsons yesterday was complaining on X about people following him in the airport to get autographs. He was even snapping pictures of the people. So he says. Uh, the fact it was eight grown men waiting outside of my gate with mini helmets and pictures when I got off my plane is insane. I hope y'all realize sometime how much athletes got to hold back. This lady is currently following me. And he said, this woman and these kids followed me to my luggage now. Is there any type of self-respect and dignity anymore with a picture of them? And then says, for everyone saying I didn't decline, y'all think I declined and asked politely to be left alone. There were grown men who followed me and crowded to my car. At what point is too far? I'm confused. All right. So I, I do uh, feel his frustration and totally understand it. You know, he's, a, he's made about $17 million up to this point as a professional football player. He hasn't really hit the big money yet, so that's why he's flying commercially. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I kind of get it because sometimes at CBS... We get there in the morning at like 7.45, 7.30, and there are a couple of guys, they know who they are, standing outside waiting for JJ, waiting for me, waiting for Coach Cower, waiting for Phil, and Nate for that matter. And they'll have pictures of us, and they'll have helmets. And most of the time, I think we all do the Masawad and sign. It, you know, it's we know why they're doing it. Mm -hmm. We understand it. It's not like they're big fans. It's a way to make money, and, and we kind of get it. And I, and it's not it's not overwhelming. Sometimes a guy's going to ask you to sign five cards that are on on a cardboard box, right, right, right. And he wants you to sign all five of them. And, you know, it gets a, it gets a little bit intrusive. Okay, the worst part is when you come out late after night after you've just worked for twelve hours, and they're still standing there, and it's raining and freezing outside. 
You know, and that's usually when I'll, I'll say, I'm not doing it, guys. I'm sorry. I just said a 12-hour day. It's raining. It's freezing outside. I, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Just, I'm, I'm but would you ever take a picture and post it? You know what? Like, I, this but jerk I just but, followed me. But the thing about it is, is like they know where, like what plane he's on. And I don't know how they know that. Yeah. And so they're waiting for him when he's coming off the plane. Yeah. With right. these little mini helmets and with these cards. Right. So it is intrusive. Sure. And, and and the fans have become more and more aggressive. Just don't complain about it publicly, I think, as it comes across as I, I know, bad. but people have to understand. I like I kind of do understand what he's talking about. My initial reaction was, hey, you could have played back in the sixties and seventies when nobody knew you and you made me and you were making fifty thousand a year. Right. I mean, but at the end at the end of the day, there also is like I do agree that, you know, there's a point in time where he's sitting there waiting for his luggage. He's not there to be signing autographs. Like, you know, if somebody comes up and they have a kid and, oh, you know, Mr. Parsons, we love you. Mm-hmm. We love the Cowboys. That's a different story. And you write, you know, you write a little note to the kid or whatever. That's different. These people are in the autograph memorabilia business. Yeah, which is kind of sucks because they're taking advantage. And by the way, most of us have some sort of deal with an autograph signing company. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can make money that way if you want. But uh, I understand why he's frustrated. Okay. So you were frustrated earlier this morning because I showed you an Instagram video uh, commercial with our buddy who we really like, Gary V, using our show and our discussion on our show when he was a guest out in Vegas as a commercial for winetext.com. Pay me, bitch. (laughs) Which is, of course, well, I mean, we promoted it very well for him. We on the did, show. and that's fine. That's why you come on the show and you promote it. But I, I wasn't the only one. You're the one who showed it to me. I showed it to you because I said, "Did you see this? And what do you think?" That's what I do. Pay me, bitch. I don't, I don't, I don't try to influence you. I, I said, well, "What I do you see, think?" I, I said, "We have Gary V on the line." And so you that's said, "Great, get you me said, Gary V." You said, "Al, get me Gary V." Here is Gary <laughs> V. Gary, good morning. How are you, man? Good morning. Hope you had a good uh, week so far. Uh, yeah, the team reached out. Um, the thought of upsetting a Jets legend broke my heart. Jets legend. So I'm here. I'm here. Uh, happy, happy to address anything because I adore you guys. Gio, what can I do? Uh, well, well I, I guess what Boomer wants to know is, did, yeah. was there any... No, but do you ask to talk to him. I didn't I, ask to talk well, to him. You don't let me speak oh. that. No, okay, go ahead. You were looking at me like you no, wanted my, me to my, say my thing, Gary, is that you know that basically is a commercial for your product, which is fine, Like, but you didn't ask us for for us to be in that. I didn't know I was in a commercial. That's the way I put it. And I don't even know if CBS Sports Network you know, knew that you used their actual video. Got it. So listen, boom, what we, you know, now, as you may know, in the modern kind of media landscape, you're always chopping up at pieces of content that you're doing all over the place. And I'll check with the team what they sent in for on the wine tech side. But just so you know, like thrilled to take it down. Like for me, it's also exposure in reverse, just like you set up me coming on now. You know, you come on and exposure both ways. But listen, the, the thought of anything uh, you know, being a pain or upset or pay me bitch, right? That's not <laughs> well, whatever. That's a drop, by the way. That by, is a drop way, that Eddie that's played. A drop that Eddie played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plays it out of context. You well, know the you know the show. Uh, well, listen, when I tell you how much I adore you guys, like literally, I actually have a pretty substantial meeting that I flash canceled because I'm like, I got to get on here right now. There's no way I can have these two 
epic dudes upset with me. So thrilled <laughs> to take it down, pumped to give exposure. You guys want to come on my podcast that gets millions of listens, and we'll talk about the show and Geo's restaurant or whatever you need. I I love you, dudes. I don't need you upset. Yeah, I mean, and, and I, I don't know how upset. It was just more questions like, are you allowed to do this? And, and uh, yeah. you know, can you cut us I in? Think, I think, <laughs> yeah, I, I, would, I would say this. What, what's um, interesting now is so much of this micro content, you know, podcast appearances, it's all kind of omni-media. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, a very common practice. But, like, again, just, like, couldn't be more interested in whatever you need, boom, I'm here for. All right, Gary. Well, it comes off as a commercial, first and foremost, which is a little well, bit. By the way, and, by know, the way, like, on that I, note. Like, on, if I went on, on, your, note, if I went on your podcast. Yeah. And it was your video, and I knew it was your video, and you were running it. I get it. Like you came on the, our show to promote it, which is what we no, well, wanted to do you for know, you. You, you. No, know, like, listen. First of all, thank you. That was I don't know if you saw my face on that geo starting with that geo. I have to thank you again uh, as I did uh, when we finished the spot. That was so gracious of you. I I was coming on to talk about Johnny Mitchell and that Eagles game. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I was coming. Right, no, I don't, I'm glad we were, and I, I honestly had a genuine question about the winetext.com situation. But, yeah, I mean, it is, we're, we're not talking about, like, just posting a, a clip from the show. You know what I'm saying? It's different because it says sponsored on it. You know, it comes up, there's a shop now button on, Damn, bitch. on the clip. <laughs> As Eddie, Eddie, playing Eddie hold on for a yeah, second. He's, he's thinking that's Boomer saying it. Two seconds. Yeah, just chill. Jesus. Uh, so that that's the difference. It's not like I'm posting a reel of, hey, I was on the show and we talked about this. This is like a. it comes up as an ad on Instagram. A hundred percent. I'm running unlimited, uh, you know, paid media amplifications. But again, like, I, I couldn't be more clear on this. I literally told the team to stop it before I came on the air because I wasn't sure to contact. Happy to would never in any shape or form try to perturb you, uh, a boomer, and definitely not Al. I don't want to. Al will <laughs> be all over you. I just, you know, I also wonder, I also wonder about CBS's rights fees. You know, it's funny, Boom. I don't know if you noticed, but we were filming in there because I'm always vlogging. All right, so it was your own video. video. Yeah, but listen, again, I mean, you you couldn't imagine how much I am 1,000% in the corner of anything that's good for you guys. You know, to me, as you can imagine, you know, there's exposure in both ways yeah. on that stuff. And so, yeah, of course. Yeah. No, I, I, I understand that. Yeah. Um, couldn't, but couldn't, couldn't be more happy to address this like gentlemen i'm thrilled to not it's a we got forty seven thousand different variations of things running it's it's you know, the last thing i'd want to do to have a sour taste in your mouth no 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 I, it's I no no i get it and we no i, I we, we like you i don't want that to come across and we yeah, don't I but like it, it's too. definitely it's definitely uh, you know it was ripped off of wfan.com's video stuff because the helix wireless ad is on there got it, got plus it. it's also the the Chiron for your name is also on there as well. <laughs> Heard. Heard. So that's what, like, that's listen, what. Yeah, listen. As you can imagine, they got like thirteen different variations running of it. Yeah. So I'm not sure which one you saw, but like again, so there's no confusion. Thrilled to do whatever you gentlemen. I'll let Boomer sure. decide. I, 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 yeah, I, I, listen, I just you know just want to know what what I'm a part of and what I'm supporting. That's as all. You, as, you, as you should, Boomer. The news is, I think you know this as well. You're not supporting. We were talking about Pinot Noir per se, but to your point, anything, name, image, likeness, whatever. You know, I couldn't. I couldn't be, be more 
passionate about making sure that you guys feel tremendous about it. And so, like I said, I, I had them pause it and anything that you guys need, you let me know. And okay. I come on anytime. All right. Well, good. All right. We're good then. We're, we're, we're all good, clear. Gary. Yes, good. man. It's all, it's all good. Yeah, I want to continue awesome. this guys. tremendous relationship yes. with, with yes. Gary V. We, we love All right. There goes Gary V. Have a great weekend, Gary. I mean, I like the guy. I just want to know, is love he allowed to do that? No, I don't think so. Yeah, that's all. That's all. Question. Fine. You know, it's kind of a it's kind of a gray area. We are in a new media, as he says. I will agree, though, that that that. So, but I don't think we get necessary when he says like there's promotion both ways. Like I'm thinking about that, and I'm like, is there though when it's when it's an ad for wine text? If someone who doesn't know our show already, yes. are they going to see that and be like, oh, that's a radio show that I'm going to want to listen to? I didn't know that that existed. Like I don't think that that happens. I mean, even though it has. Like sixty thousand something views on it, sixty three thousand views. Are we getting anything out of that? I, I don't know. We're we're a part of his world, which is a very positive part. That's right. that's what I do like about it because he's such a positive yes, guy, one hundred percent. But I will say, like, if you're telling me I need more views, I had a hundred million people watching me <laughs> halftime on Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm the only one that called out Travis Kelsey. Uh, true. That that is true. All right, we do have to take a break. We have a another guest coming up in about ten minutes from now. Surprise guest for Boomer before we head into the weekend. All right, Boomer and Geo Coney alive the Build Ford Talk Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. All right, so I think we got this micro content thing straightened out. Hopefully, with Gary V and Wine. Tech yeah, stuff yeah, and- yeah. I, I, I think Gary gets where we're coming from and. Told my sisters probably forget us being upset. There's going to be other people upset. Yeah, I mean, not, I don't want to you know highlight any of that. It's just a, just a you know. I'm glad you showed it to me though. I would have never seen it. Pay me, bitch. <laughs> nah, well, <laughs> so it's funny because, like I said, like Gary was talking about, um, he, he he said there's you know promotion back and forth. So when I first saw it, I was like, oh, that's cool. That they're using us for this and it's getting views and that's and then I thought to myself, wait, I don't think that that's allowed. Right. Well, there's there's other people involved here. That's why. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's CBS Sports Network and the NFL. I mean, you yeah, just gotta yeah. be gotta be really careful. That's all. Yeah, I know. And I don't think like I mean and Gary and the internet is a vast wasteland of just absolute just everything. It's just a free for all right now. You know, and Gary is a guy who he's not in charge of all of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's the, the head of this whole thing, and obviously we go to him because we've become friendly with him, whatever, but his team is doing his stuff. Like, sure, he's not are. signing off on yeah, all this. he's probably going to tell his team, look, guys, we've got to be really careful about what we're putting out there and how we're putting it out there and how it's perceived. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's all. Um, all right, so... Uh, you are not going to the outdoor game this year, but no. you've been to many outdoor games. Yes. You love it, and you're very excited about the stadium series this year at MetLife Stadium, as am I. Uh, I I'm sending the Schwartzes on my own dime over to, the, <laughs> to the, the game, and I hope they have a tremendous time. And I'm wearing my stadium series jersey. And by the way, there's going to be a big, for those Long Islanders who can't go or don't want to travel that far, there's going to be a big watch party at the park at UBS Arena. So you can go and hang out with other Islander fans and chill out there and do the skating and everything uh, that they have. Um, someone wanted to call in and speak to you okay, about this particular uh, game All right, and the Islanders and the Rangers. And uh, joining us right now is none other than the legend, Dennis Potvin. Oh, Dennis, good cool. morning. How are you? <laughs> Wow, good morning. What an intro. <laughs> yeah, I knew Boomer would love this. I kept this from Boomer because I didn't want him to cancel the interview. 
<laughs> no, I would never do that. I actually do. Um, I, I respect a great player, a Hall of Famer, a, a career of what you have, but I'm in a very tough position right now, Dennis. <laughs> I'm in a very tough position. Now, why, why is that, guys? Well, Boomer is a long-time, die-hard, died-in-the-wool Ranger fan. And uh, Dennis, as we've talked about in uh, at the games and in the, the beautiful box that John Ledecky has invited me to, you know, I'm an Islander guy. Mm-hmm. I grew up on Long Island. I love the Islanders. So we go back and forth on this. So as Boomer has a ton of respect for you, as a, as a, as a dyed-in-the-wool Ranger fan, this is a difficult moment for him. <laughs> well, Boomer, listen, i got to tell you something. I played some of my best hockey against the Rangers. I know. That's why you that, suck. Isn't that, isn't that, isn't that worth something? <laughs> <laughs> Dennis, I, uh, listen. The problem is, is my son-in-law, as you know, plays for the Islanders. And uh, with Matt Martin playing on the Islanders and you calling in this morning and John Ledecky sending us over jerseys, I, you know, I appreciate all the you guys try to do to get me to come on to your side, believe me. But I just I can't give up my love of my team that I that I fell in love with back in 1968. You know what I mean, Dennis? You know, I was a long time in Long Island and New York, as you know, and I still have several very, very good and close friends. They would never leave the Rangers. They just love their Rangers. And even though we've been 30, 40 years, we've been friends. I've never been able to get them to come over. (laughs) You're not alone. They're uh, diehard Ranger fans. That's all right with me, as long as they're hockey fans. Yeah, true, and that's what I always say. You know, and the thing about it is, because of Matt, I got to know a lot of his uh, teammates up in Toronto when he played there for the Maple Leafs, and, of course, for all these years that he's played here on the island. And the problem is, all these guys are great guys. You guys all. I mean, just it runs through the entire league. Uh, You guys are respectful. You play hard. You play... uh, a certain brand of hockey that is expected of you from when you are a kid and you you take it all the way to the NHL. And I would still say to this very day that the NHL player is very similar to the ones that played when you played. You know, there was a time when it wasn't so friendly. Um, I remember in the the early 70s and mid-70s playing in all-star games. So we'd play the Eastern Conference against the Western Conference. So the Eastern Conference representatives usually were four different lines. You know, a line of three people, uh, players, uh, and then four lines on the team. Well, you should have seen the dressing room before those games. You know, you had three guys from the Bruins, three guys from the Sabres, three guys from the Islanders, and nobody really talked to one another. So, you know, there was a time when, you know, the the competition went far beyond just on the ice. But I'm sure it's not the same way today. But, you know, the fact is, is, you know, we all had tremendous respect. We didn't get to meet the other players from other teams very often. But in my post-career, you know, playing in celebrity golf tournaments, you know, like you have, or, mm-hmm. you know, just other gatherings, you get to meet guys, you know, like Daryl Sittler, Lanny McDonald, you know, uh, my great-great friend, Rod Gilbert. You know, these are all competitors for a long time. But it all turned out to be we all the same. You know, we all grew up loving and playing the game and, you know, and and eventually excelling at it to play in the NHL. So I think the bottom line is, you know, if you're a hockey player in the NHL, uh, we could be friends. Talking to uh, NHL Hall of Famer, multiple Stanley Cup champion, seven-time NHL All-Star Islander legend Dennis Potvin, just for another minute. You're going to be at the game Sunday. I'm hoping that you're in a nice warm box and you're not out there freezing your you-know-what's off. 
You know what? I could not get a confirmation about that, <laughs> and I am uh, packing right now on the way to the airport. So I've got some pretty warm sweaters that I put in my bag just in case. And I'm going to be wearing a hat or a toque or something like that to keep the head warm in case I have to spend time outside. You know, I got I to gotta believe, Dennis, something tells me that John Ledecky is going to do right by you. I have a feeling. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I don't know if you've been to MetLife Stadium. I, I saw how the ice is set up and everything. It looks like a pretty cool situation over there. Uh, I know my son-in-law skated over there yesterday. They had one of their uh, family skates, so my my grandkids were out on the ice and everything, and it looked like it was uh, a great setup, and it looks like it's going to be a great weather weekend for both games. You know, I tell you, you know, John Ledecky and, you know, Scott Malkin have been wonderful owners for the Islanders since they took over, and the amount of outreach to the community has been phenomenal. The outreach to the alumni has been phenomenal. Wasn't there for a long time. So, you know, I really tip my hat to what they've done with the Islanders, the community. And, uh, you know, this outdoor thing is very cool. People always ask, you know, does it mean something? Like I watched, you know, I watched the NHL playing outdoor in a rink. And you can't help but have a flashback to watching Dad, you know, in the backyard flatten the snow and then putting a little warm water on it so it would freeze. And then we could go out and play right in our backyards and skate on a, you know, sort of a man-made rink there by dad. So those memories never go away, and it's very appreciated. And I know the players today love it. How's the uh, pot van socks business going? I know you've been selling <laughs> socks called pot van socks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, New York Rangers. Boy, you made me a pretty wealthy man. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah, go ahead. So, so that was for you, Boomer. Yes, I get it. <laughs> no, it's been a wonderful time. People have really gravitated to it. And, you know, I just love to keep it going. And, again, the Islanders are partnering with me in this. So uh, it's been a fun thing. I, you know, I just kind of came up with it out of the blue and presented it. And uh, it worked pretty well so far. So it's been a lot of fun. And it really is, obviously, an Islander thing. So uh, I just want to see it you know, continue uh, on to the, the next seasons as well. Well, the good news is that you'll have 50,000 Ranger fans screaming it uh, <laughs> for you come Sunday. So, uh, you know, I listen, I, I've never yelled it because I, I, I kind of appreciate oh, come it. come on. I, I, I know, I, I know, and I know Ranger fans probably be mad at me right now, but I've never yelled it because as an ex-athlete, yeah, I, I kind of uh, appreciate the difficulties. Now, if you play for the Flyers, a different story because those guys are a bunch yeah. of a-holes. But <laughs> at, at the end of the day, you know what? If you're telling me that you were great friends with my childhood hero, Rod Gilbert, then you're okay yeah. with me. <laughs> well, I tell you, I, I've known him a long, long time. I When uh, he lived in Montreal, as you know, in the offseason, and I had a chance to go play with a lot of the older, you know, the NHLers when I was like 15 or 16, mostly because of my brother Potsy, you know, he was three, four years older than I was. And that's where I got to meet a lot of those guys. And uh, Rod was like unbelievable. He, the boys went out at night. Rod had a, uh, had a, a club in Montreal, but he wouldn't let me go because I was underage. So I stayed home with, with his first wife, Susie, and, uh, it was it was really nice to be there and my first time, you know, sharing the ice with pros. That was unbelievable. So I'll never forget Rod. We've been, you know, we're friends uh for years and years and still, you know, sad about his passing. Dennis, thanks for joining us. Have a safe flight. Enjoy the game on Sunday and hopefully we'll see you around UBS Arena soon. 
I'll be around. Okay, guys. All right, all right. See you, Dennis. Thank all right, you. That's the uh, uh, the yeah. legend, Dennis Pop. Uh, I mean, I can't believe you actually did that to me. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Well, I figured you'd cancel it if I actually told you no, it was coming on. I wouldn't on. cancel it. I'm like, again, you know me. Yeah, or you'd like I, have I, a trip you, to you, the... You see that jersey over your shoulder over yeah, there? Yeah, of course. Clark Gillies. Yeah, that yeah. guy became a really good friend of mine yeah. after his career. I know, but Dennis Potvin's different. You know no, what I'm saying? No, I, I'm, listen, I, I know all these guys. I know you what know? it is. Believe me, yeah. I said it at the beginning of the... Uh, I of the I because that's gonna, why you suck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Because he had all those Stanley Cup rings. No, we know, we know. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, I'm there. I'm trying to be respectful as I can. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Well, you did a nice job being respectful. And I'm glad he called in, and that was very nice. I mean, very cordial. A, like, I, I would never, like, like uh, you know, like, I guess there was a fight between Paul Bissonette and Butch Goring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, like Butch Goring is a Hall of Famer and a Stanley Cup winner, mm -hmm. and as a guy that was probably one of the key trades for that that team to go on that run at least that's what i've read you know what i mean uh how how you could actually go after a hall of famer and disrespect somebody like that is beyond me yeah not uh not great but think about that all these years later dennis pot fans going to be at metlife stadium watching an outdoor game as you said with fifty thousand ranger fans yelling his name with sucks at the end of it exactly all these years later he must have made an impact right uh, and that watch party at UBS Arena at the park at UBS Arena. The doors open at one thirty. Bobby Nystrom's going to be there. There's a meet and greet with him. There's skating sessions. So if you can't make it to MetLife Stadium, uh, check that out. It's islanders.com slash party. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Let me tell you. You're my little boo thing. So I'll give a hoot what you do, say, girl, I know you a little too tight. I'll be shooting that shot like 2K, girl, I know. I'm a clown. By the way, I'm not very happy with him. Now, it was funny when they were dressed up, but I thought that was hilarious. I'm a clown. Okay. But he's wearing his Isles jersey, yeah. and this fraudulent Ranger fan comes walking in here with his Pellet jersey on. That's I'm a clown. <laughs> That's Sal Lacotte, of course, if you haven't figured that out, wearing his Islander jersey. I've actually legitimately think of him as an Islander fan. Like, when you well, say Rangers, now. that seems strange to me. No, he is now. He's 100%. He long-time Ranger fan until John Ledecky sucked him in. <laughs> in is the word you're talking about? What's that? Is in the word you wanted to use? <laughs> Sucked him in. <laughs> Hello? Over your head? Yeah, no. I'm, no. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'm not Joe Biden. Right. I'm not going there. <laughs> yeah, man, I tell you. It's just so easy. He can be bought. And he admits that he can be bought. He does I'm a clown. Well, at least he admitted it. He does admit it. That, that was, was awesome. True. Man, seeing him walk in with that Islander jersey was just tremendous. <laughs> uh, we have one final time for you to win Dave Matthews tickets. That'll come up in about 15 minutes or less. Jerry is here now. Another update moment of the day. What's up, Jerry? We are brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. And by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. A little difficult. Start with the basketball uh, this hour. All-Star break is here. We talked about the Knicks yesterday a lot. 33-22 and 22 at the break. There were a couple of games, though, last night, including... The Grizzlies, who played nobody, and they beat the Bucks, who did have Giannis, and they did have Damian Lillard, 113-110. Here's Doc Rivers, who was really um, open and honest about his team checking out <laughs> right before the All-Star break. We come back in this, uh, on our set. Uh, two guys forget what we're running. Uh, then we miss the shot, and then nobody gets back. That's how we start out the third quarter. That tells you all you need to know about where our heads were. Um, 
you know, um, we, we had some guys here. We had some guys in Cabo. Some guys in Cabo. You know the what? highlights are brutal. It's going to be amazing when Giannis gets to fire him in about two weeks. <laughs> well, I think they're three and seven since he actually started coaching them. So it hasn't gone well for his first ten games on TNT. <laughs> so he had these guys yeah. ready to do the highlights. Kenny Smith and Charles are talking about how Memphis, you know, there's no John Morant. They got other guys injured. They brought a lot of guys up from the G League and on 10-day contracts to play this game. Yes. Of course, Shaq had no idea. They lost to a bunch of dudes on 10 days? <laughs> yeah. And oh. two, <laughs> yeah. Like, Shaq, they went to a zone. Oh. It, it would have been, and not only on 10 days, Shaq, a lot of those guys, like a one and duns or like a Gigi Jackson in those right. situations, they would have trouble. Who's the number one team in the country right now? U- UConn? UConn, really good. They'd have trouble with UConn. Like, it'd be a good game. And yet, the Bucks lost to the Grizzlies. So, <laughs> that's where they're at. The line, though, is some of those guys' heads are in Cabo. If not, they are there probably right now. Um, what else? Tonight, you got the Rising Stars game. Tomorrow, they're your skills challenge, slam dunk contest, and three-point challenge. And then Sunday night will be the All-Star game. And then uh, the Knicks will be back in action coming up next Thursday. So, uh, a nice little break. Uh, for all involved. College basketball store, Rutgers. Kind of like uh, the teachers going on their break. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I suppose okay so. For the NBA guys to go on their break, the NHL guys to go on their break. Well, that would be the equivalent of the teachers union having a huge convention and inviting their stars, and then the rest of the teachers get off. Yeah, but and there would also be like every right? teacher making $30 million. That too. That's a very good point that as ain't well. Uh, Rutgers came back from 13 down, 11 down in the second half. They beat Northwestern 63 60. That is four straight wins. Steve Peichel on the team. Uh, never given up. No, that's what we got to do. Just got to fight through, you know, you know, some tough times, and you're going to be up sometimes. You're going to be down. You know, this group is kind of figuring out their practice in the right way. Andre was fantastic in practice yesterday. You know, like, um, you know, they're doing a good job of getting prepared for these games and everyone's ready. So their next game will be in Minnesota on Sunday night. FDU won. Wagner and Stony Brook won. Uh, The um, FDU won after getting stuck in the elevator, as we talked about. They won (laughs) in overtime. And Drexel beat Hofstra 79-77. You also had that game winner for Mammoth women's college basketball, and it is all about Caitlin Clark, as you can imagine. Here comes Clark. How will she go for history? There it is! The all-time leading scorer in women's college basketball. And that call courtesy of the Peacock Network. That was part of her 49-point effort. Uh, which was actually an Iowa single game record, and the Hawkeyes beat Michigan 106 to 89. She is now the all time leader in women's NCAA scoring. Here she was on shooting from so far out for the record. Well, I thought about doing it a couple possessions earlier, but I was a little tired, so I needed to catch my breath a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think I kind of stepped back to my left a little bit and was able to get it off and uh, went in and then celebrated. And I thought Coach Butter was going to call the timeout before I had to go play defense, but she did it, so I had to go play defense. And so there you have it 35 69. Pete Maravich, the all time leader for all of Division One basketball at 30. 66. Well, she's got a shot at that right now. She'll do it in the next three, yeah. four games. Oh, yeah, right, exactly. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they still have, they must, I would say they probably have seven or eight games left. And then, how do, um, but you got to remember, though, Pete Maravich did it in three years and no three points. Yes, we were talking about that earlier. I didn't, I didn't realize was. no, um, me, Eddie, and Al, I didn't realize there were no three pointers for him for the, his entire, yeah. what was it, one year, Eddie, the last year? His last year of his career was the first year of the three points. Which means they weren't shooting many of them, not the way they shoot them now. No, but do. But then again, I mean, he was a great shooter. Don't get me wrong. I mean, this girl is ridiculous. Yes. This is like Steph Curry esque. Correct. 
which is why she's so popular. I would popular. say Pete Maravich took probably at least half of his team's shots. I would have, I would imagine she'd be somewhere around there, I would think. Right? I don't, I don't know. I didn't hear what you said. The other thing. <laughs> you, you're looking right at me when I was talking. Was somebody in your ear? You ever just, no. You ever just blank out? Yeah, all the time. It was like you were talking, and I wasn't hearing it. And then... You, <laughs> So I would say it could be. Again? I could be. I could say it yeah. could be long effects of long term COVID yeah. effects, right? Yeah. You tend to get sick a lot. Yeah, I do. It could also be only three hours sleep last night. It's but possible. It's right, true, because you did work last night, which yeah. I appreciate. But the other thing too, it, it could be from that time you hit the golf ball off the tree <laughs> into your face, <laughs> and you could be right here post concussion syndrome. <laughs> What do you have that just ready at your fingertips? My God, man. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely had a headache for a couple of days, so it is possible that that has the long-term effects. Who knows? Uh, what were you saying, though? You didn't repeat yourself. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you don't remember either. Okay, great. Uh, let's get to uh, spring training. Uh, yeah, okay. Here's uh, Edwin Diaz. Catchers. Oh, there we go. How about it? We haven't heard yeah. from him yet. Yep. So Diaz is back. <laughs> Just think of how many games he could save for us this year. Yeah. Yeah, well, you hope a lot. Yeah. That's what you were missing. Everybody blamed last year on Edwin Diaz not being there. Here's Diaz excited to be uh, on the mound again and seeing live hitters. No, that was, I think that was my biggest step here, come here and face hitting. You know, I, I know I'm, I'm good. My legs are good, but that wasn't my mind. I want to face hitting. I want to face hitting. Finally, we did it, and we are really happy. You're really happy, and this he should be. This is like adding a big mound. free agent in the offseason. <laughs> Man, those names on the back of the jerseys look terrible. What's I didn't notice? Why? I they're really, small. They're so small. But these are like... But they're, they're spring these, training these jerseys. Spring no. training jerseys, right? Yeah, I know, but the guys are complaining because the, the real jerseys are going to be like that, too, apparently. Really? Because they're new Fanatics jerseys, and all the players are bitching about them. They look oh, terrible, I see. too. Yeah. No, I just saw it on the delayed uh, video screen. Got it. Let's see. He's, he turns. Yeah, I suppose. Definitely a little smaller. Yep. Here's uh, Francisco Lindor expectations and hopes for the year. I want to win. And it's, it's, it goes back to what happens every single year, whether they have us on top or in the bottom. We gotta go out there and put it together and win. You know, it, it, it don't matter. Nobody was expecting the Diamondbacks, but I'm sure they were. You know, probably not too many people were expecting the Rangers either. But I'm sure they were. And they became champions, as they say. Uh, in Tampa, we hear from Garrett Cole. He had a terrific season last year, though the Yankees did not make the playoffs. Um, he is hoping to pitch well once again. Looking forward to having the opportunity to repeat some of that success from last year and build on it. Um, but, you know, with the main focus being bringing a championship back to New York. Which he has not done yet, and certainly hopeful of that this year. And also from baseball, you've got Al asked me this question because Rob Manfred announced I don't need to play it again, but he announced he's going to retire um, after his term is up in twenty twenty nine. The day to day dealings of the because I said I'd love to be commissioner. That sounds fun. That's got to be you talk about the program director here. That's got to be seven a.m. to nine p.m. every day. No. I know in the case of Roger Goodell, it's 24-7, 365, and you're working for 32 maniac billionaires right. who all find whatever they're interested in at that moment the most important thing in the world, and it has to be handled immediately. And, you know, uh, you, you think about these commissioners, they get paid a lot of money to create growth for the game and growth for the ownership in the game. And uh, I would say that he's been I, – I, there are a couple things that Rob Manford, and we're friends with him. You know, that he did that I was not happy with. News to me. 
I mean, I met him one time. You know, you're well, friends you with him. You've dealt with yeah, a lot yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah of yes. course. And I, there were a couple of things I didn't like. And it's, the one thing I hated, I hated them pulling the All-Star game out of Atlanta. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. So, but uh, for the most part, the pitch clock and everything else has worked. And uh, obviously, the money that is being paid out to some of these players... You know, the players aren't making more money than the owners. I can tell you that. Yeah, of course not. Was this when we played them? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I remember. Um, has Awful Announcing written the story about Al's announcement yet? Because this Manfred thing's all over the place. Yeah, they, I, I have not seen that. No, not so The yet. fact that Eddie and Al have legit announced their retirement dates, nothing. Well, I mean, that seems like a more of a Barrett sports media story. I don't know. Awful Announcing me. is right up his alley. I'm yeah. retiring on... Uh, Memorial Day Friday after the Memorial Day weekend show of 2029. So just a little over five years, just like Rob, Rob Manfred's a little less than five years. Al's a little more than five years. And Eddie's two I'm, years and a few months away. I'm leaving in 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be cool. See ya! If Boomer put out a statement that was, uh, you know, after that number. <laughs> you, know, you think? Way after that number. And um, I heard you guys talking about this yesterday, that you wouldn't want the pop and circus as, I'm with the guys in there. Here's how we're going to find out. Show's going to end on Friday, and sometime on Saturday, we're going to get a text from Boomer. Hey, guys, I'm out. Yeah. Like, I'm done. See ya. And that's it. Right. And we'll never hear from you again. And that'll be that. Pretty accurate. Right? It seems like that would be right up his alley. You don't think so? I disagree. You think he wants the pomp and circumstance? Uh, no, no, no. I'm not saying he wants a pomp and circumstance. I think it's somewhere in between that. I think it's going to be, we'll know it. It'll be a, a day, single day, and then that'll be that. Yeah, Al he, wants the pomp and circumstance. Yeah, he's yeah, well, sure. We know that. That's why he put it out five years early. <laughs> <laughs> I want that thing. You ever see videos online of like when a dog has been in an adoption center for like 10 years and no one wants the dog and then finally someone comes to get the dog and the whole staff just stands out. Yeah. That's what I want. <laughs> that's, that's what I, I use that exact example of when Stephen Waldron was at Summit Club with us. He looked like a dog who had just been adopted out of a kill shelter. <laughs> My exact line that I had used. <laughs> it was just... He's like, what's that? What's that? I'm like, because you're wagging your tail, man. That's why. Freaking weird. He's a happy guy. <laughs> he is a happy guy. You know guy. how much it meant to him that you asked him to go there Friday? I know. He that's changed why. his flight. Yes, he yes. did. Well, and that wasn't even to go there. That was just to play golf with Geo. Yep, that's and right. And on that? top of it, to be upgraded the way he was, you made his week. So I'm just telling you right now, you talk about an all-in guy, that's an all-in guy. Yeah, he is. I agree. He definitely is. 100%. Sean, that whole crew is all in people. I, yes. Sean is the most underrated, underappreciated person there. Oh, really whoa, 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 whoa. Number one, he gets paid. Number two, we appreciate him. Yeah, 100%. He's not underappreciated. Mm. Don't, don't sit there and tell me he's Okay, he's not underappreciated by, by us. He but might be underappreciated by somebody else, not I us. I feel like we don't think about him or talk about him enough. Well, he's only what are we with supposed us. to do. Just sit around and be like, hey, let's take a minute to think about Sean Kennedy. <laughs> we can't do that, Jerry. <laughs> How about every Thursday? Let's just sit around. <laughs> Sean <Right>. Kennedy minute. <laughs> All right, you're right. Stupid comment. Right. Sean, we appreciate you. There yes. you go. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. You're right. That was that was uh, that was off. A little off. Well, I'm off tired. today. I am, oh, I am tired. You ain't kidding. Yes. Uh, the Rangers are doing a lot of winning again. Rangers without Blake Wheeler. If you join this lady, was injured in the first period. A right leg injury. Zabanajek with Kreider. Score! It's a 
Yeah. They actually shot Prime the puck from dirt. On a breakaway. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> Chris Kreider on a breakaway. Never scores. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he scored three times last night. He did. He had a great game. Rangers beat the Canadians 7-4. to four. Uh, Mika Zibanejad, what has spurred this winning streak? I think we've been finding ways to win it different, differently. Um, I thought I think we've played way better coming out of this break as well. Yeah, no question Just about it. Just keep shooting, Mika. Six in a row. But Blake Wheeler was injured in this game. Lower body injury, as they said. And you certainly think it's something that could end up being a little bit more long-term than just game-to-game. Jonathan Quick, 31 saves. The Devils lost to the Kings 2-1. Quinton Byfield scores the go-ahead goal in the third period there. Time now for a little thing we call Moment of the Day. Brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. Earlier today, about uh, two and a half hours ago or so, G noticed uh, a commercial on TV on CBS Sports Network for Shinest the Underwear that features a hammock for your testicles. So for all the times... (laughs) That we've gotten on us, or people don't like some of the things, and we push the limits with things we talk about. I think it actually helped CBS Sports Network because it got a new sponsor for the network, the Ball Hammock Shinesty Boxers, Boomer. And you're looking at it right now. Yeah, they also sell women's underwear as well. Oh, okay. I'm not really sure. Are they cradling? I'm not sure. It depends. I don't know what that story is, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, this is <laughs> this is this is unbelievable. It, it seems like it would be uncomfortable for me. <laughs> you think it'll be uncomfortable? It says comfort. Experience I, all I don't day. Know. Comfort. I don't know. I can't see myself like it says all day comfort all night long. Yeah. Well. Well. <laughs> I mean, and they have different logos for your junk. Like they have like an elephant trunk one, and they got a corn cob and all I these mean, other it's a good things. Good job by CBS Sports Network sales selling our show to a target audience. Is that, does Tony Toronto do that too? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Tony is he does too, that. Is he I'm too not sure. He's above that stuff. Oh, there's a seven. Maybe I can get that one. <laughs> yeah, look at that. It's a lucky seven. It's like a slot machine one. But we're heading into overtime. Quick, get the ball hammock company on the line. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, moment of the day. That's exactly what it was like. <laughs> as I'm reading, that's extra $60 million at overtime. Oh, Unbelievable. Boy. I thought it was 10 And then now, now the, the reports are out $60 million wow. and $700 million in total sales. Shiny side. That, that, is, that is awesome. That I mean, is what you call a grand slam, boys. I didn't realize that... What I said off the air to the guys in the control room bled through your mic oh. the way that it did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I must have said uh, that really loud. Mm, yeah, wow, is right. Uh, before we uh, before we go to the break, Benny in North Belmore has a uh, thought on Shinesty. What's going on, Benny? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you guys doing? Great, Happy Benny. Friday. Good morning. Not too much, not too much. So I heard you guys talking about the Shinesty, uh underwear. So about a year ago, I went on the internet and I was, you know, I was, you know, I saw a commercial about it. And I'm like, man, I'm like, you know, like I've never owned a pair of ball hammock underwear. So I was looking online. There was this one that I purchased is called, I believe it's called the Constellations. So I, I didn't look. <laughs> I didn't look uh, properly of what I was purchasing when I received it. It was um, it was glow in the dark underwear, 
But when I received it, it was glow-in-the-dark underwear of different sex positions. <laughs> 69! <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anything else, uh, Benny. I'm just gonna just go out on a high note with that dismount. I mean, what a creative company. Yeah, I mean, did it have like the Big Dipper on there? <laughs> 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 That's a constellation. Oh, I'll go doggy. Oh, hey, listen, hey, you know what the amazing thing now is? It Shinesty or Shinesty? I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, say the, what's, what's, ama what's amazing to me is how many people yeah. have already known about the company. Yeah. Yeah. Was this on Shark Tank or something? I don't know. No, we, we saw it on, on TV. We saw CBS it on Sports. CBS. No, I know that. We've seen it too during the warm-up show. But the amount of people that have heard of it is surprising to me. Yeah, same here. I mean, people with the different logos and the this and the chafing and the construction worker and this guy with the Constellation sex positions. It's insane. <laughs> All right, Jerry, thank you. Yeah. It's Boomer and Geo coming to you live at the Bill Ford Tough Studio. Oh, boy. There's Planet Missionary. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I got to tell you, I, I was thinking about this the other day. You know how, like, coaches get fired and you say, this this person was the reason why that guy got fired. This, this re You never know why a coach gets fired. It usually does, depending on what sport it is. It obviously has something to do with winning or maybe have something to do with the GM and putting the players in place and all that other stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's like we're running through program directors around here. Like, we're getting these guys just torched. Like we're blowtorching the, the the you know now I know Spike has done this on lame song. duck skin. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had Chernoff for many many years. I mean, it was like nineteen ninety three to to twenty twenty one. Yeah, mean, and then then lame, lame duck skin came in, and then now he's he. So whoever gets this job next, years, we're gonna it's gonna be like our third. We'll be on our third program from twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah, I know. And who knows how long that person's going to want to be here or whatever right. else, you know? And by the way, speaking of lame duck skin, Eddie owes him an apology. Why is that? Because earlier in the show, he lumped him in with himself as a liberal. Oh, okay. That's right. He said, we had a, we had, I remember this. He goes, we had a liberal moment together is what he said. Right. And he came in. I thought he was going to, like, he had this really mad look on his face. Yeah. We've seen that before. Right. And we figured that it had something to do with the A-Rod day today. Because we were talking about it, and he gets very defensive about those things. Right, yes. whether it was genuine or disingenuous. That's that's correct. And he just said, look, guys, I'm not a freaking liberal. I'm a libertarian. Leave me alone. Oh, he said libertarian. <laughs> yes. He actually used that word. Wow. Yes, that's okay. what he used. Now, I kind of defend him in that moment, defended him in that moment when Eddie said that. I was like, I feel like Spike's not, re he's more down the no, middle. No, no, that, that's what a libertarian is. Yeah, you, yeah. Just, you can do what you want, just don't affect my life. Right. Make, don't make the, me pay for it. Make the dopey decisions that you make that right. cost me more money out of my pocket. Right, right exactly. Um, yeah, so, yeah, he came in and he looked like he was really mad. I'm like, I, I didn't accuse you of that. Eddie did. Yeah, he did. Eddie certainly did. He goes, I know, I, I remember uh, Spike, he's like, I know I look like a liberal. I know, you know, I, I dress like one. I, mean, I don't has, have a name that could make me, but I'm not. You know what he said? He goes, I think it's because I'm a nice person. That's why Eddie thinks I'm this way. I'm like, yeah, he yeah. did say that. He goes, because we're kind. Eddie and I are kind. I'm like, uh, we're what? not. It's like, Eddie is not kind. 
I mean, Eddie is like, he's a drop assassin. Is yeah, right. Is. Yeah, exactly. He's a sniper. Yes. You know? I mean, in, like to your face. Be like, oh, how are you? And then he's up in the tree. Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> Anytime he gets taking everybody shot. out. <laughs> I mean, Eddie said some of the worst things about people that I've ever heard in my life. You know, that's that's who he is. Yeah, I wish he was here to hear he's, this. He's kind. He leaves a lot these days. Yeah, he does. Room, doesn't he? A lot of walking around during the show. Like, that's his thing. Likes to leave. Well, he's got to get his steps in. <laughs> he does have to get his steps in. Oh, there he is. Oh, there he is. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> Eddie, uh, do you believe that, that you and Spike are kind? Because that's what he said. He goes, I think Eddie thinks I'm a liberal like him because we're both kind. Uh, perhaps. You know, that, that's a valid uh, assumption. On Do you want part. to apologize for uh, to Spike uh, publicly for mischaracterizing who he is? No. Okay. Wow. Okay. I, He's I, out of here. What the hell do I care? <laughs> <laughs> See? Is he kind? I don't know if he's kind. No he, like no, he is a good person. No, he's a good person. I'm, no, I'm saying you, though. I'm not sure. Am I kind? Yeah, are you kind? Um, that uh, depends on the circumstances. Yeah. Which is most of us. Yeah, right. I mean, like, you, you'll go up and give a hug to people. I've seen that. Yeah. You know, I see, I've see. i seen that you, you have that chameleon thing, deal thing. Uh, right. You try mm-hmm. to meet a stranger and they have that accent. You, you go right into that accent naturally, which I, is the most I think bizarre when, thing ever. When we're doing our thing here, yeah. I can kind of be mean, I guess. Yeah, of course. I think um, all of us have but that. But yeah. you're going for the joke. But I feel like like James Brown, JB, is kind. You know, he's 100% kind. Is he not? Yes. I mean, that guy is pure kindness. He's pureness. Pure Sometimes kindness. you have to worry about those people, I feel like. Why too, is that? Too kind. Mm. Nah. Mm. I think he's a man of uh, many experiences, is the way I, I would characterize it. And has very certain beliefs that he will... He'll talk to you about, but he will not throw in your face. He will not foist them upon not you. not going to preach to you. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, he lives exactly. his life a certain way. He's not foisting his beliefs on you. Uh, Al, did you see the Netflix documentary, this lover, stalker, killer thing? Have you started I watching did. it? I watched it, yeah. I, I haven't, I haven't finished it. Started watching last night. Oofa. Let me oh. tell you something. There are some sick people out there. Just to jog my memory with the kindness, not kindness. The, the person involved in this thing, like the See, main I don't character. Li- I don't like Holy these. Hell. I do not like these types of things. True crime documentaries. I, I just, why not? I, I just don't like them. I just I'd rather see history documentaries. I understand you'd rather see it, but I mean to not like the true no, crime. Doc- they're they're like great. I saw the, the the spy is a catcher, or the catcher is a spy. Is what I watched uh, yesterday afternoon. Who was in that again? Uh, uh, I forget the actors. A lot of you know. Matt, was Matt Damon in that? Thing? No, no, no. It's basically about uh, Mo Berg, who was a catcher yeah, in yeah. Major League Baseball. That's right. Yeah, and no. he becomes a spy, and he's uh, tasked with potentially assassinating a German physicist as he is trying to develop the bomb for World War II. Okay. Yeah, you love Germans. World War II flick. Yeah, but it was good. It was really well done. Really well done. Hey, what don't you like about true crime documentaries? I don't know, man. It's like real life. Uh, Real life craziness. You know, I work with enough psychos. I don't need to be, you know, learning about more. But it's not all psychos. It's like people are trying to catch them, and the cop interviews, and the the people that are involved that the psycho went after. Then they're talking about it. It's Just great. goes to show you how hard it is to catch, you know, or or get to the bottom of it, and all the aspects of 
what they have to go through to get to actually put somebody behind bars. You know what I thought was unique with this one, and I've not seen this before? The dramatization part where they're... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The actual guy is acting in the dramatization parts, which really threw me off. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> me too. When he like pops up from like underneath a car as a mechanic, he's like, and then the woman walks in. I'm like, that's the guy. Right. What? Yeah, weird. That was very strange. Uh, okay. You know, it was Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. There you go. All right. Uh, Paul he Rudd. He was great. He was great. In lives movie. around here, by the way. Yeah, great in this movie. And though. was there to watch Pete Bellotti's car get smashed in by a garbage can that a homeless person threw through his windshield. And then when Pete showed up, Paul Rudd had left, and Paul Rudd was Pete's favorite actor, which is one of my favorite stories of all time. But I will say this, that Paul Rudd in this movie, was I thought he was great. Pete shows up to see his car smashed up, and then someone goes, hey, Paul Rudd was just here talking about it. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's like someone, like me going out to my car, seeing my tires slashed, and someone going, Dua Lipa was just here taking a photo next to it. What? <laughs> What are you talking about, man? <laughs> All right, give him a sportsman. come right back. Well, you're never going to see that duel, exactly. so don't worry you're about right. it. Yeah, I know. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.